Hello, welcome to the Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends are the genuine professional footballers dash to his children when one at birth person finds a wheelchair and the other two discover food have their say on the Premier League. How you doing, Michael? I'm all good, thank you. Michael's here. Of course. The ever present Coach Kojo. I'm calling you Coach from now on. I like that. I want to like get the music eventually. Jonathan Coach from music. No, 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 no. Yeah, bro. If you're going to give me any sort of music entrance, it has to be John Cena. <laughs> My time is now. It makes sense. All right. Then. There you go. All right. There you go. I'm here. Cahill, your host, obviously. And we are joined, making it free in the field again, by Shoot the Defences. Stell, how are you doing, sir? Um, I'm good, lads. Thanks for inviting me on. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. We're all good. Um, just ready to talk football and watching the Champions League as well, which is I'm so happy he's back. Really, really happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just for future reference, can I have the uh, the um, CM Punk entrance music for when you first joined the WWE. I think it's Kill Switch Engage. Oh, this, this fire burns. Yeah, that was quite that was a good one. That was. A it was a good one. one. It was yeah. a good one. But it does it doesn't match Living Color though. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Living Color is better, or do you think um, Kill Switch Kill Switch Engage song would be better? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, I can't call it. I'm sitting on the fence with this. I'm splitting this round mass. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not here to li- listen to us talk about WWE, are you? You're here to wa- talk, listen to us talk about football. And also- I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> not talking I'm not watching so. it in the cell, to be fair. But Na- Never do I, to be honest. I mean, I mean so Hell in the Star was awesome. But um, actually, it wasn't awesome. That's a lie. It was okay. There were, there were WWE podcasts that are going to punch Maybe, us. Maybe, right, okay, okay, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. Right, let's, do <laughs> let's do football. Let's do football. Let's start with the big game of the weekend. Spurs versus Liverpool. 1-2 to Liverpool. Spurs were super sloppy, super, super, super sloppy. Um, who got the goals? It was... Uh, who was it? Wow. Wijnaldum, Wijnaldum and Firmino. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. And then Spurs got one through Lamella. Yep. Wijnaldum, man. I mean, first you've got to talk about Vaughan. Because Vaughan was, was comfortable for... You can argue both goals. Well, you know, the thing that confuses me about Tottenham is... Um, they like this. They have this idea of putting short players on the posts. And the idea of putting players on the posts is that... One, they are ideally over six foot. Maybe six foot a bit over. And also, when the ball's coming over to that kind of height, they have the leap mm. to stop that going in in case it does beat the goalkeeper. And... Um, Trippier in that moment was the last time of defence before he crossed the line because mm. um, Vaughan was clawing the ball out of the goal. Yeah. So Plus, he, he was flappy, wasn't he, as well? Like the, 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 the initial punch away to uh, to clear the ball wasn't... It was, was a big mess. It was a massive mess. It was a big mess. And today showed that uh, Vaughan isn't isn't the best. Inter 2, Tottenham 1. Big up Moro Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hates Tottenham so much, man. I do, man. Fuck him. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were... Uh, Pretty sure they they controlled the entire match. Yeah, they were comfortable. Mm. But the, the one thing they did was um, jump on Liverpool's mistakes. Mm. I mean Tottenham's mistakes. Sorry, excuse me. Because Tottenham were just very uncomfortable on the ball, which is very very weird because this is a team that have had the best defense for the last two three years, and they're known for being good on the ball. Mm. Odevarel's playing, Vertonghen's playing. These guys are comfortable on the ball. Um, the cohesion is there between the two of them. Davison Sanchez has settled in well. Uh, it was just very odd. It was a, it was a weird Tottenham performance. You mm. know, it's not something you expect them. The first, the stuff they're really good good at is what they struggled at the most, mm. and they struggled to get a stranglehold until the last few minutes when obviously Lamella managed to get a goal back for them. Mm. Let's talk about the uh, the second goal. So before Firmino got his eye 
poked out by uh, who was it? It was um, the Tongan, yeah. Talking about WWE, the good old classic high poke, yeah, Ric Flair. Ric um, Flair, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wife uh, number seven, by the way. <laughs> what was that? Wife number seven for Ric Flair this week, I think. Yeah, he did get married, didn't he? Again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you not see yeah. it? He came up to to that. Oh, what was that song? The Rick, his Rick, the Ric Flair song. I wait, so wait, is um that picture of uh, with Undertaker and all those guys there? That's, that's his legit. Wedding. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was someone else's wedding. Now it's Ric Flair's wedding, man. Oh, what a king. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, for me, no, Vaughn once again really sloppy. But if you're gonna talk about Liverpool, um, five wins in five matches, are they looking like the contenders or the front runners for the title? Uh, you can go still. You can go on that one. Uh, well, you can't rule them out. I mean, they've started the season fantastically well. Five wins out of five, as you said. They look very confident and, and comfortable in every game. I mean, I've never seen Spurs under Pochettino look so so flaky. I mean, it, the first goal stemmed from an Eriksen pass, which which was wayward. Um, you know, and the thing is that, that Liverpool are scoring goals. They're not they're not scoring just good goals. They're scoring scrappy goals. Which you kind of don't associate that with like a Jurgen Klopp team. It's a sign of champions, um, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I know it's a cliche, but you're, you're right. You know, grinding out victories, and it happened with City at the beginning of last season. They were, they were nabbing wins here, here and there. So you can't rule Liverpool. I know it's early in the season, and you know, with the Champions League starting, and, and um, you know, obviously the, the the number of games that we've got left, you can't say yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be there. But you can't rule them out, can you? No, you can't. To be honest, they they look they look quite set in every department, and um, having Sturridge back, he's looking in a good amount of looking like he's got a bit of fitness back, and then Ali Shakiri as another option going forward was actually a very very good idea, very good signing. So I have to, I have to be very very honest. I think, and they've they've got bodies all over the middle of the park as well. I mean, I know Chamberlain is out injured. Um, but they don't look like they miss Coutinho whatsoever. And, you know, they've got Fabinho to come off the bench, a guy that can play at right back as well. So mm. I think they've got all bases covered, to be fair. Yeah. Mm. I think this, the Sturridge, uh, if, if Sturridge manages to remain fit, I mean, they're not playing, obviously not playing him, he's not going to start. Firmino's going to start. But keeping him fit may be the, uh, the catalyst to, uh, to, to spark their, their championship uh, run. I mean... You guys still? You guys say something? No, I mean, I think it's, it's quite funny that you mentioned Sturridge because I was, I was speaking to uh, Steve Morrison on, on our show last night, who plays for Millwall, and we're talking about Daniel Sturridge. And I was saying, you know, Liverpool, people were saying that they always needed a plan B, you know, or have a big guy up front and lump it long to him if they're chasing a game. But you don't need that with Daniel Sturridge because his, his movement is, accept- is exceptional. Mm-hmm. And as you see tonight, the goal, you know, he, he's hung on the defender's shoulder. And he got a bullet header in, and he gives you something different. I mean, I know Firmino's uh, ball uh, work off the ball is superb, but Daniel Sturridge has got that presence. And I know the injuries may have hampered him a little bit; it might have lost a yard of pace. But he hasn't always relied on that anyway. He's an instinctive finisher, and he's deadly. He's very deadly. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's the way he's. I mean, was it the year with um, uh, Suarez? The different types of finishes: chips outside the boot, mm. um, headers. Tappins running behind the defender. I mean, he was creating, he was creating and scoring all types of goals. Mm. He's such a quality footballer. Yeah, he's got a lot in his locker. To be fair, mm. yeah. Uh, let's talk about Spurs now. They, they, like you said earlier, they're looking not like the Spurs that we know them to be. Um, but they look lost defensively. That 
again in the match there was so many there were so many times where they caught they were caught on the break 2v3 Liverpool were just outpacing them outclassing them uh, should Spurs worry? Um, I think they should but the, the, the thing about when those two those um, two and threes against Liverpool that they were left in situations were you know Liverpool press well they know how to press and when to press which is very key mm. but Tottenham were just very sloppy on the ball yeah. and you know this is what I was talking about when you've got two players in your defence that are known especially over the last few years in the Premier League anyway for how good they are on the ball it was quite shocking to see how they do that the only person that doesn't surprise me is Eric Dyer yeah. because I I don't I've, I, I've I liked Dyer when he came but I liked him in the sense of I know he's a he's a good tackler he's a good head of the ball but he's not good at marking he doesn't notice things around him he's very unaware and his passing is so on and off. Mm. You have a game where he's passing amazing, and then you have five or six ways passing poorly. I think there was certainly the, the Owen Hargreaves myth around uh, around the uh, year, where obviously he, he, he's, he's part Portuguese, and everybody thought that he, he'd be the uh, like this controlling midfielder that he just didn't turn out to yeah, be. Yeah, but the caliber of those two was totally different. Of course, of course, Owen Hargreaves was, Hargreaves was a boss in. Bayern. Mm. He's an intelligent footballer. That's the thing. When you play in that that holding midfielder position, you need to be an intelligent player. And I don't see Eric Dyer as one of those players. We look at Michael Carrick. You know, he wasn't the fastest players, but what he could do, he could dictate the tempo. I don't see that with Eric Dyer. And going back to what I said about him being and and a player that isn't intelligent, all you got to do is look at Liverpool's first goal. I mean, he's on the goal line. Why are you heading the ball back into the the centre of the goal? Head it yeah. away. Head yeah. it out of trouble. He's headed straight back to him. And this is what I'm saying about him. It, it, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he, he's getting his criticism, but it just seems that a lot of Spurs players, they're getting away with it. They're getting away with it. I don't know why. You know, I really don't know why they're getting away with it. There, there's so many players in that team that really aren't as good as people make them out to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a romanticism around Spurs, though, is it? Especially now since that they... they uh... They climbed that mountain and beat Arsenal to the top four. Because I think I think the people thing about Spurs is that when you look at their squad, and we've always said this thing about if you're a player that's looking to join them, you know certain players you're not going to start ahead of them because Tottenham will not move these players out of the lineup. Lori yeah. will not be moved out for any goalkeeper. Um, Harry Kane will not be moved by any striker. Um, Ericsson will not be moved by any creative midfielder. This the certain players that they've got and people just say okay you know what I'm not going to join this team because or look to join this team because I'm not going to displace these players but I feel like the one area they really need to fix is central midfield because Dembele had a great three year period but now you can see he's declining uh, Dyer as we just discussed isn't up to the standard Wanyama is very on and off very on and off and apart from that you've got Harry Winks and not to be down on Harry Winks because he's not his fault, but he's just not the quality that Tottenham need to push for a title. That's mm. just that's how it is. You know, look at the teams. Look, we've spoken about Liverpool. Look how they've built. They've got depth in every department, and there's a bit of quality in those players. Um, City have built depth in their departments, and they've got quality, but you haven't. You know, and even Chelsea. I mean, when they signed Ross Barkley, I was like, okay, what he signed Ross Barkley for? But they signed Jorginho. Ross Barkley started off well and they've added Kovacic to the team 
you've got depth in the every department, especially in the middle of the park, which, the park, which is so important. Mm. I think I think also with Spurs is that right at this moment in time they've got a lot of distractions, which I think are, are, are um, contributing to to their their poor form at the moment. You, you've got the stadium for a start. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, "What's that got to do with anything?" But we got to understand is that you've got players that. I think a lot of them, I'll say a lot of them, I think a few of them were happy to stay because of this new stadium, you know, because they wanted to, to start the season in, in this new ground and, you know, it's obviously having issues. There are a lot of fans that are disgruntled at the moment. They don't know where they're going to be. I mean, I'm hearing that the stadium might not even be open until March, you know, so that stadium's not you, coming. you don't know, you know, and then you've got the, the issue with the goalkeeper who's done on drink driving. Um <laughs> I, th- I think he's actually being told to lay low at the moment, which is why he's not playing. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think it's just one of those situations where they're just trying to diffuse it and keep him out of the spotlight because obviously when something like this like, ha- happens, you don't want your number one, especially uh, your, your captain, to be uh, you know under the microscope. And then you've got uh, Danny Rose, who's just come back from, from his depression, or he's still suffering from it, obviously. Um, yeah. Out of the fire roll. That's another one out of the viral, and, and I can tell you this for now. I can't tell you who told me this, but this is a player that is turning up for training, bringing his own food, doing his training session and walking out. He doesn't want anything to do with the club. Wait, what? Um, wow. So, yeah, that's this is from what I've heard anyway. Um, don't say that's gospel, but that's what I've been told. Okay. Um, then you, you've obviously got Deli Ali, who, you know, um, I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. I know he's injured, but does he really want to be there? Um I don't know. Ericsson is another player whose eyes are probably elsewhere. I, I see. Look, I'm I'm saying this, and people are going to say, "Well, they're going through a bad patch at the moment, and it's it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction." But a lot is happening at Spurs at the moment, and I, I just think that it, it is, there are too many distractions, and it's kind of affecting them on the pitch. I mean, they're probably going to win their next game and shut me up, but I, I just think that a lot is going on at the moment at the club, which we're not privy to because obviously we're not in the club. Mm. But um, I, I, yeah, I honestly think something is is up at the moment. You sound like you sound like Sean Dyche trying to uh, deflect, <laughs> man. Um, um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you guys. Um, who do you think would be if out of Kane, Eriksson, and Ali, if one of them needs? Uh, who will be the catalyst for everyone to start looking and saying, you know what, I need to leave out of the three? Because I think if Odevero leaves, I think they've respected that for a while. I mean, if, if if what you're saying is true, and I think he's, he's he's gone. I don't think anybody... I think he's pretty much separated himself from from that Spurs side, and I don't think anyone would, would bet an either if he did leave. Well, he, he, he was offered to United for a uh, £35 million pound on deadline day, and Woodward said no because he reckons he can get him for 28 in the summer. Oh... Oh, you know, I, I wish, I really wish he didn't tell me that. I'm oh, about to get no. stressed again. Oh. 35 for Aldevi Yeah. Jesus. Oh, and we still got Philip Jones as our backup. This is great. That is nuts. Uh, you know what? Let's let's not talk about Maynard right now. Just, we'll talk about him later. <laughs> um, but no, uh, to answer your question, I think uh, I honestly believe it's Ali, because I I don't think Kane's going anywhere because uh, he's got he's he's got that comfortable. I'm I'm loved here. I, what's the point in? In leaving, I don't think he really cares about titles because if he did, he, he'd be out of there by then, by now. Hmm. I, I think it's Ericsson, and I'll tell you why. Because Deli Ali has got it easy in the sense that if he stays in England, he's a Premier League player, and what they can do from a marketing perspective with him is phenomenal. And I think he signed up with George Mendes' agency as well. I think oh. so. Um, yeah, I think that, re- that recently happened because he was with is with a different agent in December. 
and then uh, it was the, the 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 predator boot launch and pogba's agent wanted him and he ended up going with george mendez or someone associated with mendez i'm pretty sure um so i, I think that the Premier League is the place to be when it comes to being marketed. I mean, that, okay, La Liga, you've got your Messi's, you've got your Gareth Bales, but let's be honest, the, the Premier League is the place to be from a financial perspective. And, and don't forget, yeah. you know, Deli Ali's got a massive fan base uh, out here. You know, if he goes to Spain, he does. is he going to be? Is he going to be in the spotlight as much as he is out here? I he, highly doubt he, it. It'll I, just I, be I, another. I agree with that somewhat, but it, it's not like he plays for United or he plays for a Chelsea. He plays for Spurs and they're wage No, but, he, but he's a big fish in a small pond. No disrespect, but... He's a big fish in a small pond, but I don't think he's, he's going to earn the same amount of... If, he do, if, he, if, he's, if his head is solely focused on money, then surely a big move to Madrid but, would be uh, financially but, but it's not, it, but, but it's, it's not money that I'm talking about. It's, um, it's the whole commercial uh, thing, being in the spotlight all the time, you know, the adverts, mm. the... You know the social media, all of that. I mean, he won't get all of that at Real, at Real Madrid because obviously Real Madrid have got certain players that are going to have that instead. You know, um, yeah. so you know, do, do, is, is Delhi Ali more of a an asset than say Gareth Bale is? Um, I, I don't think so at the moment because Gareth Bale's won Champions League. <laughs> you know, and Delhi Ali is, is dancing to Champions League music. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so but I, I don't know. Look, I, I honestly think Ericsson will be the one. I don't think he's going to be going to like a Barcelona. I think Real Madrid might be his next thing because if if Luka Modric is on the wrong side of thirty, um, you know they're going to need a player that can control the game, that, that can dictate tempo and get goals, and that's what Ericsson can do. So I think he'll be the one. I don't think Kane will leave anytime soon. You know, as you guys said, he's he's loyal to the club. He's been there since he was a kid. Um, and uh, the fans love him. And plus, he's England captain. Mm. So, uh, Alan Shearer, what, 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 man. It, it, well, there you go. There you go. Okay. Mm. What do you think? Well, I, I've said on this podcast that I think it, I don't. Well, I, I'm with you. That I don't think Kane's going to leave. I agree with Ericsson as well because I think Ericsson's the best player in that team. Um, but I said if Kane was ever going to leave, the one place I actually see him going to is Man City. Yes, that's the only place I can see him going to. Well, unless Woodward obviously throws money, I only see the only place I can ever see him going to is City. But I'm I'm on the I'm on the same train. I don't think he's gonna leave anywhere uh, anytime soon. Anyway, mm. well, if if he does leave, it's it's not gonna be cheap, you know. And our Man City gonna stump up 110, 120 million for 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 this player. I mean, let's be hundred percent honest. If you look at the way City player, which I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna get to later. You know, Guardiola tends to prefer Gabriel Jesus over, over Aguero, which is bizarre because Aguero is like, you know, in the top 10 or top 15, 15 uh, leading goal scorers in, the, in Premier League history. But yeah. he prefers Jesus because of what he does with the ball, because of his work rate. Does Harry Kane have that? Um, yeah. Can you see Harry Kane tra- traipsing about 30, 40 yards to, to collect the ball or, you know, I f- I move, feel drift like, out wide? I don't know. I feel like if, if they go with... Because Aguero is set to leave in 2019... Or apparently so. So I feel like if they have a season where Jesus isn't isn't getting the goals for them, I think they'll they'll start to panic and then they'll they'll make try and make that big money signing off game. You know what? If it, my money is on them getting Firmino, to be honest. Ooh, Firmino to Man City. Mm, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That would not that be. That would be a. That would actually be a scary signing because he was he was fit quite right in into their football actually. He would do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. 
Let's... I just threw that one in there. <laughs> it was a good shout. It was a good shout. <laughs> Let's move on. So, Chelsea 4, Cardiff 1, Hazard with the hat-trick. Giroud was lighting it up from the assists and the, and the one, one-touch football, which he loves to do. Yeah, he's a link-up player. He is a, one of the best, if not the best link-up player. Well, Hazard says he's the best in the world. Best number, Best target, man. That's what he says. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, let's go. Is Hazard the best player in the league? I still say Aguero. Why? Because I feel like Aguero has delivered a high level of consistency in the Premier League. I feel like when I watch Aguero, I feel more certain watching him in terms of what he's going to do on the ball. Which, don't get me wrong, this does, this, none of this is making me happy to say because... Uh, Cahill knows my affinity with Aguero before it all changed. <laughs> so he and he knows everyone knows exactly why that's changed. So like I'm I'm but I've always been a huge Aguero uh, fan do deep you want, down. Do you, want, do you want to remind me? Shut is up! It, is shut up! Shut up! I'm talking. Q, QPR is it? You know what? You know what? I I will bring back so many bad Arsenal memories if you don't stop. Um, <laughs> They're already here, man. Yeah, I'll bring them back again. Um, they haven't gone anywhere. But no, you, you just watch a, when you watch a player. When you watch a player that's genuinely top class, and you just want to say, you know, I can watch him and say, I know he's gonna perform week in week out. And if he has one bad game, it's gonna be one or two, and then he's back in form again. You know, and this is a man who goes missing sometimes, though. In Europe, he does a lot. In the league as well, like in the league, league, especially years where City aren't challenging. It, but he's still scoring ridiculous amount of goals. Yeah, but you remember which the time, is his job. Remember the time when he got like twenty odd goals, but that came after after January. He's got them. Actually. This is the point, and that's 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 a long period. For not, after coming after January, that's a long period. But then um, Hazard, he's the best dribbler. But in the then world, Hazard, right? you know what? You know what? He's ha- better than Neymar. You know what? Hazard, Hazard, Hazard. If we're gonna do droughts, fans have selective memories. Hazard almost went a whole damn season without scoring. Yeah. And he scored in April. He struggled. He was poor. He was terrible. How many um, goals has he got? Like eighty-six. Whilst Sanchez caught him up. With eighty two, something like three that. Three years or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And no, when Chelsea won the league, Hazard was a big part in that. It wasn't but, a key part. But I told it? people that my preferred player of the season for them Diego. was Diego Costa because when I watched him, we talk about him. He's he's actually one of the best strikers on the planet because, on top of his quality, he's a menace. Like he's such a bad man, and on <laughs> the pitch, he knows. He knows how to rile up defenders, but also after he riles up defenders, he's not one of those def- those strikers that he's not like El Hash Doof. You know, Doof used to piss people off. He used to spit in people's faces, man. Okay, okay, it's not okay. There's a know, difference. There's a big difference, but the idea of pissing people off and then going out there to s- score plenty goals and put their defense to shame wasn't his quality. Whereas Diego Costa could do that, you know. And Hazard is a great player. That's that's not for me to say that he's not. He is a great player. He's a very good dribbler, as everyone likes to scream. Um, but something that Sari said this this um, yeah. this weekend really got to me. That he said that you know he called him out. You know you're you're expending a lot of energy in areas that you don't need to. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that he's a player that could potentially score forty goals. No, he... but that's what I'm getting onto. Oh, about to say because he's no, because he's saying it. Look, you had seasons where you scored twenty or so, right? But a I lot of... eighteen, I think he's top. In terms of overall season, okay. overall, okay. but um, you're using a lot of en- energy in areas where you don't need to. S- use the energy in the final third. Destroy defenders. You've got the ability to do so, and we know you can finish. Mm. So do that on a more consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So your tally goes up from f- twenty to the forties. But the difference is, 
the player he's the players he's compared to have been scoring that from a much younger age. Hazard is not a twenty-four year old boy anymore. He's now what, 28, 29? 28, I think, yeah. You know, so he's in his peak years and we're asking him to improve mm. when you should be at the level where we say now he's at his best. He's going to be showing you his quality. So, you know, I, I like Hazard. I think he's a good player, but for me, Aguero's number one right now. Still? Um, I have to go with De Bruyne, to be honest. I know he's not been playing, but he does it week in, week out. You know, he does it. He really has a bad game. He's range of passing is superb he gets important goals he gets enough assists um, I think he's a complete midfielder to be fair mm-hmm. fair enough I mean I think Chelsea are 5-5 five and five now as well aren't they you know what? no one's talking about Chelsea and I love it because under I, the radar yeah because I said I said at the beginning of the season I think Chelsea win the league and I forgot who our guests were but they were a bit like uh, what hmm. the hell are you talking about but the point is what Sarri did, which was so, so key, was when he came from Napoli, the next day he brought in Jorginho. If you want a team to learn your football, you bring in the centrepiece mm-hmm. of that football, mm-hmm. and that's Jorginho. And look at how they're excelling now. Because one thing people were saying was, Kante's not playing the same role anymore. How we, how would he adapt? He's adapted. The players are starting to adapt. They're, they're actually looking comfortable now. And the only thing we question them about is defence. Fair, because they're not defending great. But they're scoring goals now. And they're playing the football how they wanted to play. Jorginho's really played over 500 passes and we're still in September. The thing is, I have to interject there because they say defensive will win titles and defensively at the weekend, Chelsea were shocking. They I mean, were. <laughs> Cardiff exploited them. And the thing is, what you'll notice is um, Sarri loves to play this zonal marking system, especially from set pieces. And, you know, Chelsea aren't really a big team. If you look at them from 1-11, to I mean, I think only Giroud and Rudiger are the two and Luis are the tall ones where Luis is pony in the air for getting for trying to head the ball forget that's not going to happen so you know uh, Cardiff exploited that you know I think um, what was his name Bamba was that his name so Bamba so Bamba Bamba, he he missed a chance before he scored it was a free header and even his goal I mean now that's that's Piliqueta marking him I mean what's that all about you know so this this is all marking system Mm. I think that's going to give him a lot of problems and let's be honest I mean they, they played Arsenal and they were very fortunate to come away with with, with a yeah. win in that one. Yeah, you know. So, and have they really been tested yet? I don't think. So. I mean, do you do you think they have the capacity to to win the big game? So, I don't think Arsenal was a big th- game for them. I think they do. I think. They, I mean, uh, I, I think I think they do. Yeah, I mean, they, they do. But the thing is, you know, when push comes to shove, if if you're coming across, say, a team like I don't know, United, who are very tall. And when it comes to set pieces, you know that Mourinho is going to try and exploit that. And yeah. teams will do that week in, week out. You know, once, once a weakness is ascertained, teams are going to go for it. You know, there's no, I mean, I remember when, when Patrice Ever made his debut for United, um, you know, they were lumping diagonal balls up to him, put Samaras, you know, to, to head the balls on because they knew that his, his height wasn't great. So, you know, once, once you have that, that thing there, like as I said, Chelsea ain't a tall team. So when it comes to set pieces against teams that like your Burnleys, like your you know the teams that can can really mix it up, they can they can have problems. I know they can on their day they can destroy any team because they're fantastic on the ball. I mean you mentioned uh, Jorginho, his passing is outstanding and he d- dictates the tempo. But you know if you got someone stick if you stick a man on him and you know closing down every time he gets the ball, look I'm no coach, but you know if, if you're giving a man time on the ball, he's going to hurt you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know. What? You're right there because you know, as much as I said Chelsea are going to win the league, the thing, the one thing that I, I am not a fan of about Sarri is the defense, because obviously Chelsea haven't got 
strong defenders and apart from Aspilicueta, I think he's a great defender. Um, they haven't really improved that area of defence. Now, um, if anyone watched Sarri's Napoli, again, they were renowned for that great football. But when it came to the moments, we, to we heard about Koulibaly being a great defender. He looked awful. He was getting exposed time and time again. They were getting exposed at the back a lot. That's my only worry about Chelsea. But the reason I feel they can win the league is because I look at other defences in this league and I look at them, I'm not convinced. Mm. That's, I'm literally complaining about, even when teams win, I'm complaining about defending because, <laughs> you know, some of them lack the basics. I mean, I said it about City so many times last season. The fact is, if you sit back and you still just said it, if you give players time, they're going to kill you. Mm. 100%. If you give a time, a lot of time to think and look for, look for a pass and then he's for his um, teammates to make a run and all that, they're going to kill you. And City were afforded so much time on the ball. And that's not saying continue to press and run everywhere because you leave gaps behind you, but be smart about it. Look at how Wolves played against them. And then they, const- they got constant counter-attack after counter-attack where company was left one-on-one with two or three players where... Um, I think it was it Otamendi or Laporte whoever Laporte played that day left on one of my situations company got yellow carded you're sweating for the rest of the game if you let a team of quality have a lot of time on the ball of course they're going to destroy you so you know I'm not convinced by a lot of teams in this league and if, if Chelsea are a team that are going to push up to the February and March and be top of the table as much as I say they can win the league, I wouldn't be very surprised if they started to drop off because Sarri's done that two or three times with Napoli. Mm. And it wasn't a case of playing Juventus and then losing to Juventus. That happened once. And even then, you got a great result. You just went elsewhere and dropped city points and you didn't win the league. Mm. The thing is, with um, with title-winning teams, I mean, uh, I'm trying to break away from tradition here, but most of them have got six or seven players that, that get goals. When Chelsea won those two league titles recently, you know, Diego Costa has been in sensational form, but they don't have a player that can get them 15, 20 league goals, you know, and, and this is the thing. I mean, Azard can win games on his own, but is Pedro prolific? Is Villian prolific? Is, is Morata prolific? Giroud? I can't see, you know, 30 goals coming from, from those players in total. And then, then what? I mean, I know, I know um, Alonso will chip in with a few, but where are the goals you from the rest of the pitch? And this is, what this is what I'm saying, you know. So, I, I don't know. You need to have goals from all over the pitch. If you've if you, if you seen Man City last season, they got Fernandinho scoring, company scoring, the fullback scoring. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is my, my main concern for Chelsea, you know, about their title credentials. They haven't got a centre-forward that can get in 20, 25 goals. They haven't got goals all over the pitch. And defensively, they're making silly, silly mistakes and they'll get exploited. But again, it's a long season. So, sorry, might, you know, he might address that in, in January. You never know. Mm. True. Very true. So, Hazard not the best player in the, in the Premier League, yeah? Who was yours? It wasn't Hazard, that's for certain. Who is it? I don't Are know you? who it is, actually. Ah, Maybe KDB. Okay. I think KDB, yeah. So we're all going to say City. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, Bournemouth 4, Leicester 2. Not much to say apart from Bournemouth. They were they were pretty pretty dominant. I don't know what's happening at Bournemouth, but they're looking quite good. Callum Wilson is uh, showing some of the form before the, the uh, ACL. I think, yeah. I think when you're just confident and you're facing the, the right teams at the right time, you will spin them because they spun they Leicester. Yeah, they that, literally spun Leicester. That, uh, there, yes, I, I agree. They spun them. Four goals in. Like 
the first, or maybe they got three 0 in the first half, and then three 0 yeah, yeah. The, the comeback happened. But is that going to be Bournemouth's downfall? Where they, if when, once they they're up, they can't tuck away the teams, or they can't not concede. I think Bournemouth just needs to collect points because, again, I feel like they're a team that hasn't really improved their personnel. Mm. Um, whereas other teams that we, you would say would be around their area have tried to improve mm. and add a bit of quality to their lineup and. Um, you know, I think I think they're just very comfortable with the players they got because there's a lot of cohesion in there and it works for them. And their players are not bad. Then they, they Ryan played... Frazier has been on fire this yeah, season. Yeah, he's a good player. I think he's like five. I think he's the most goals and assists total in midfield. He might be. In he might be. I, I don't know. But, I so. but you know, they, they've got the right cohesion. They play nice football and they, they know how to work well as a team. So maybe they don't have to change too much. And maybe Eddie Howe's like, you know, we've got this going. We're a good Premier League side, so we have to change much. I think for them, it's just very important to get a lot of points early in the season because they were one of my shouts for to fight relegation. Mm. And um, if they're gonna stave off relegation, then they're gonna have to push hard mm. um, and win these games essentially. Yeah, especially the ones against the sides, side, side ne- next to them. Exactly. Now Leicester, I- I'm not sure what to say about Leicester. I mean. A lot of people will just say they'll be okay, and they probably will be okay because they they know they still have good players in their team, like you know, with finishers. They lost obviously lost Mares. Um, Gazal came in instead, and Gazal had a good half debut. Scored when he came off the bench. They they haven't they haven't replaced obviously a high quality like Mares. It's hard to, of course, it's very hard to. But you you've replaced him with a good player. Um, Plus, they're still reeling from the Kante departure as well. But yeah, yeah, mm. they'll be, I think they'll be all right. But, but there seems to be a bit of discontent uh, between the fans and Claude Puel, though. Yeah, but no one, no one waiting Puel because didn't he fell at Southampton first? Was Southampton was that first? He before was at Southampton, he, yeah. Yeah, so they were very skeptical about him going in the first place. Mm. You know, I think when you when you win a league title, and then the guy that won the league title with you goes, you know, you don't you don't want to you don't want to think you're way bigger than you are. Because that was literally a freak season. Mm-hmm. But when you win the league, you, you don't expect your team to be falling into the bottom 10. You know, you, you want your team to be doing more. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they didn't have the players to stay in the top 10. You know what I'm saying? So I think they just need to, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know if sacking Puel and bringing who else in will be, the, will be a change. I, I don't know what can happen. Bring back Nigel Pearson, no? Still, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. Uh, the thing is, um, I don't mind Claude Puel. He's he's very meticulous in, in the way that he sets his teams out. And I think that Southampton were used to seeing some nice football under Nigel Adkins and then Pochettino and, and you know, Roald Koeman. And this fella comes in and he bores the fans to death, but he gets them to a cup final. You know, yeah. and um, when when he, he signed for Leicester, a lot of people were up in arms about it. And I'm like, well, what what do you want? What do these Leicester fans expect? I mean, as you said, they won the league. It was a freak season, right? The uh, Ranieri left, then Shakespeare took over, and he messed up, oh, uh, yeah. like Ray Harford did when when Kenny Dalglish left Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> um, and and they're like, well, who are we going to bring in? They bring in a guy that's solid, that's going to keep them up because they were struggling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, okay, they, they've been they've been handicapped by getting rid of Morris, but he was always going to go anyway. Let's be honest, he wasn't going to stay there forever. You know? So, what what do these fans want? Do they want to see attractive football and then get battered every week? 
or do you want a manager that's going to grind that result? Okay, it wasn't a good result of the weekend, but you know I can't blame the manager for for the, for the game. And if you, if you look at the the decisions, I mean, you got what's his name, Maguire. He should have gone, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know that that's a that's a yellow card challenge. And if if he wasn't on a yellow, he'd have seen a yellow. Then Wes Morgan's gone in with with his studs up. And people are saying, oh, you know, that, that wasn't a, a yellow card. Well, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, it really was, I yeah. I think it starts well, though. They were, were, they they were showing, definitely. They were showing. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he led with his with his toes. I, thought, I, didn't, think, I didn't see any studs. I, I, I thought that was harsh, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it looked like his toe was at a 90-degree angle, mate. It's, 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 <laughs> but, you know, and, and then ju- just look at the goals that they conceded. I mean, the, the, the first one, Fraser's finish, was, was superb. But where was the right back? He was in the central area. And then you've got Wes Morgan. He's backing off him. And worse, what makes it even worse, he shows him on his right foot. Honestly. You know that's, you know that's his, his, his best foot. You show him on his right foot. And on top of that, he's giving him a seven-yard gap. Yeah. Mm. So he's basically saying to him, shoot. And I was there thinking, okay, well, you can't really coach that into a 30, 33-year-old player because you should know better. Yeah. You know? Every, every goal they scored, barring the penalty which was a silly handball as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Every goal, that could it could have been avoided. So is this the, the manager's fault? Or is it the, the players just downing tools again? Because it, it just seems to me that every year when the team starts dipping form, it's like the players can't be bothered anymore and the, the manager gets the brunt of it. Yeah, they, they like, this, is, this is the problem this I'm talking about. Lacking the basics. You're always told as a young defender, whether you know, at what level, level you're playing, Mbappe just scored, by the way. Sorry, I'm... um, Sorry. Um, Cool celebration. Anyway, what was I I saying? Uh, (laughs) Basics of defending, Michael. Yeah, so, you know, about keeping the defender arm's length because you don't want to give them too much space and you don't want to get too close to commit too much of a foul, you know? And again, showing them on their favourite foot is foolish. Very, very foolish. So if Ryan Fraser is coming in from the coming in from the right, you want to try and put him on his left side. And if you're gonna let him go on his right, you need to show him as far away from the goal as possible and put him in the area where he cannot deliver the ball. He has to move back and pass it backwards. If he's cutting in, the worst thing you can do is put him on his right foot. <clears throat> but you let him come in. And a lot of defenders do that today where they just sort of shift their body too too much sideways so that when the player comes inwards you have to turn your whole body around and you can't make the movement it's just very very basic and poor defending and they lack so much common sense these days mm. in football and you know that's that's just an example you're 33 years old you've been playing the game since you were what, 16 17 professionally and you don't know how to show someone onto his weaker foot Come on, you can't blame you can't blame the manager for that. But we all get the blame for that. But they're not watching their favourites because some of these favourites won the league with them. <laughs> another, another manager who gets the blame for uh, bad results but doesn't get the the, the, the celebration. You sound like him. You sound like him. Who? Jose Mourinho. There you go. You sound like him. You want to you you go there now? You really sound like yeah. him. No, no, you know what? Um, hey, when you win, it's, it's the team. It's, it's Pogba. It's, it's uh, you, you know what? When you lose, it's all Mourinho. What's going on, man? You know what? I, I have they to... They won 2-1, I have so it's, it's Mourinho. I, I, this, this is... Now, anyone that's ever heard me on this podcast, yeah, I, I've never praised this guy before in my life. Yes. you done well. The, the best player in the pitch was... The lady. <laughs> Bring it on, bro. Yes. You know, still, you go first, because I can't do this right now. <laughs> Um, well, it, it, it was a repeat of the Burnley game, wasn't it? He, he put Fellaini in that holding midfielder role to, to protect the central defenders. Um, 
And I think it was a very clever move because we know that Matic is a better ball player than than Fellaini. Yeah. So he's more useful is further he? up the field. Than, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, you know? he is. Com- but, well, comfortably, yeah. You sure? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, but with, the, with, with Fellaini, you've, you've got a brute here that's physical and, and he loves the elbows, you know? And um, let's be honest, so my, my fear before the game was Troy Deeney absolutely bullying Smalling and, and Lindelof because that's the kind of play that he is. He's got that in his locker. But, you know, with Fellaini there, it's almost as if, you know, it's like a like a doorman, like a like Britney Spears' security guard, you know, just <laughs> blocking, blocking the path, blocking the path of the paparazzi, you know. But, yeah, I, I think Jose got his, his tactics spot on. And, and the thing is, what you'll notice with Watford is that, especially against Spurs, the wingers moved more centrally. So what they were doing, they were forcing Spurs to put the ball out wide and saying, right, OK, well, you can whip the ball in the box, but we've got Cathcart, We've got Capicelli and we can clear those balls all day long. Mm. And they tried that against United. But what we were doing, we were getting the ball out wide, but playing diagonal balls into the box. And they just couldn't cope with them. They couldn't cope with the runs from Sanchez. They couldn't cope with the runs from Lingard and Pogba. And I think that, you know, Jose got his tactics spot on. And, and credit to McKenna, the assistant, or the, one of the coaches, for uh, for that uh, the set-piece routine. Because that was superb for for for, uh, for a Smalling's goal. So, yeah, it was a, it was a great tactical... Um, idea from, from Mourinho I think we got it spot on and, and to beat a Watford side let's be honest no one expects a Watford to, to have a great start but Javi Gracia has really got them into shape he's got them very well drilled uh, very organised and, and we broke them down which is something that Spurs didn't do and they gave us a hiding a, few, a couple of weeks ago so yeah. what does it say what does it say yeah um, no no I'm, I'm happy with United's performance it was the only thing that upset me a little bit was there was less urgency in the second half you know you know you you know when you've got you've got a team you've got a team on their toes and you're hitting them you've got your second goal they just didn't go for the third they didn't go for the kill and that was quite um, upsetting but apart from that I mean they played well you know they played well they, they got the job done they went they got the points they scored a nice amount of goals and they, they played well and Lukaku added another one to his tally which is good for him he needs that confidence because I, I was saying it before the first three games of the season he missed three huge mm-hmm. chances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know against Burnley he scored two and then we had that one-on-one situation where after he beat the keeper should be just hitting it first time but he yeah. looks to take another touch and that's maybe because you know when you've you've beaten the players you've, you're going to think to yourself you know have I got the finish but the defender's mm-hmm. coming next to me what should I do it's panicking he needs a bit of confidence and he got his goal mm. And it's good for him, so I'm I'm happy I'm gonna, that I'm he's try trigger again, Michael. So once again, Lukaku, the big six foot three man, was left free and available in the six yard box. You know what? Defending. You, you know what? I've I've been in a good mood all weekend. I'm trying my best not to get angry about defending, but this is the second time that's happened this season. Bright, weeks, I swear. Brighton did it as well. So Where, yeah, oh, he didn't if, score that time. No, he did score. Did he? Yeah, remember the header before they made it three one for the penalty spot. Yeah, again. Blossom sure hit into the ground, didn't it? Yeah, sure blossomed it into the ground. Mm. It bounces over and Lukaku in the six-yard box is left by himself again mm. to score a free header. You know? So, you know what? To be honest, this kind of thing doesn't surprise me anymore. And it's time for day one of the Premier League. Danny Ings on his debut for Southampton against Everton. Mm. He was standing next to the goalkeeper. And the defender was left standing behind him watching him tap that ball in. Mm. Huddersfield were doing man marking from a goal kick. Blasted the ball down the middle, Edison, and then Aguero did his magic. So, you know, I, I can't be able to complain anymore. But, um, 
It was a good game for United. It, it was needed. It was needed. Hashtag Dave saves though, right? Especially at the end. You can always depend on David De Gea, man. Can you? Yeah. 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 Unless you're Spain. Well, you know, playing for Spain is a different situation. But I don't. <laughs> I don't care about Spain for now. According to Mourinho, Lukaku is the image of the team. Was that a dig at a certain Mr. Paul or Bill Popper? No, it's not a dig. It's his favorite. <laughs> Lukaku is his boy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you have to. You have to think about it. If you have a player at Chelsea who you think I'm going to give him a chance doesn't do all his chance misses a penalty in a big game and you ship him off saying you're not worth my time he goes and then he comes back and says I'm here to prove to you that I can be your leader he's going to be your favourite and Mourinho loves that he loves his warriors people that are there to play for him mm. even Lukaku's been talking a lot he said there's a lot of people in football that like to be babied a lot that sounds like a lot about Mourinho mm. Mourinho's not down for people that are you know that need to be pampered in football. Mm-hmm. You're you are grown up in the game. You're a man. Stand up for yourself. Play your game. If you're not happy about something, improve. Prove to me that you deserve to play football. So he's not trying to hear that. And with Lukaku, the one thing we always say about him is that he's supremely confident. He doesn't let anything get him down. And that's the kind of thing that Marino looks for. So you know he's he's gonna be happy with him, and he should be happy with him. To be fair. No matter what anyone says about him, he's actually scored. A, he's got a good goal scoring record at United so far. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fair to him. So, alright. But good on Mourinho, yeah. Good for him, yeah. yeah good. Yeah. All right. You don't sound enthusiastic. Oh <laughs> uh, well, it's not been the most fantastic start to the season, so I'm not again excited yet. Let's just wait till February but or something. The, the thing is, what you said about the whole maturity thing, I think that's another reason why Jose Mourinho likes uh, a player that's in their late twenties. Because, you know, they're established. They, they know the game inside out. You know, we, we wanted Villian, we wanted Perisic, all these players. Um, and obviously Woodward didn't agree with them because they don't have sell-on sell value. But that's another story for another day. But, you know, and, and again, I, I don't think it was a dig at Pogba. I just think it's uh, just Mourinho being Mourinho at the end of the day. You know, he, the, the, the guy's got expectations. You know, he's a winner. Yeah. Everywhere he's gone, he, he wins trophies. So... You know, what do you expect? I mean, do you want players that don't give it their all? Or do you want players that put their put, put in a shift and uh, and do what? I mean, I remember Ji-Sung Park. A lot of people didn't rate him, but boy, the guy had work right and you knew what you were going to get from him. It was 8 out of 10 every week. Um, but can you say the same about Pogba? Can you say the same about Martial? Can you say the same about, I don't know, a lot of players. There are a lot of players in this United squad that shouldn't even be there. I mean... Again, I'm not going to do this whole I know for a fact kind of thing, but I don't think Pogba was a was a player that Mourinho wanted to sign in the first place. I think Mourinho knew no. all about his uh, his antics, the way that he was. And let's be honest, I mean, there's history between Pogba's people and United. You know, there was a massive fallout between Ferguson and, and Raiola. There was a they came to blows. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if Jose knew about it and he thought, no, I don't want want this headache. But because Pogba is added as his poster boy and what he what he's worth commercially is more than what he's worth on the pitch. Says it all. For me, just score for Liverpool. Yeah, right? yeah, he's, he's got a beauty. He's he's a, great a, goal. a beautiful yeah. goal. goal. Right in the corner. Yeah. Right yeah. time. There you go. Okay. Man City player right there. Man City player right there. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, you know, I, I just think that you know Mourinho's got standards, and if you're a player and you don't uh, follow his lead then you're out the door and that's how it should be with, with most footballers you know but unfortunately as I said before players are assets mm. and they're worth more than the manager these days but anyway that's that's me putting my, my old man hat on you're United fan aren't you? in my day oh yeah uh, Mourinho in or out? 
Oh, in. 100%. Ooh. 100% in. 100% in. Why? Well, to put it this way, um, he joined us. He had a whole bunch of crap to deal with, and I'm talking about a lot of players. Uh, first season, he won two trophies. Uh, got us into the top four, which I think is the first time we've been in the top four since Ferguson retired. Um, you well, know, no, I swear. Second, second time, yeah, second yeah. time, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 I forgot. I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. Loopy Louie. Sorry. I yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, you know. That's, that's, that's one. That's one uh, era I've, I've tried to get out of my head. I've, I've just about forgot the Moyes one. Um, yeah, exactly. True, true, true story. True story. Uh, this isn't one of those that didn't happen at the year award kind of things. Um, about six, six or seven months ago, my kids one night she couldn't sleep, so I actually told her the story about Van Howe's second season at United. She fell asleep uh, when I t- tell her, was telling her about October when we went nine games, nine games without a win and four hundred and four minutes without a goal. She she actually fell asleep literally. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, yeah. And, and another true story: we played PSV Eindhoven in the Champions League, and it was such a boring game. I actually switched over to what Jordi Shaw. That's a true story. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and this is someone that's been supporting United since 86. So, Lying. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I completely understand. I mean, I, I didn't go that far, but I think that was the time where I started watching Big Brother instead. So, I, I kind of understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was bad. But no, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, I know people are going to say that his, his system is, is uh, archaic and it's boring football. But my counter to that is, well, if he had a settled back line, like let's say for example he had at Chelsea, where he had a he had a Paulo Ferreira at right back, he had the fullbacks of Terry and Carvalho and Ashley Cole. Now that back line spoke for itself, right? Yeah, when yeah. you have got a back line like that that you can trust, mm. you know you can you can play pretty football, you can play attacking football. Robin and Duff were outstanding; they were they were unstoppable, you know. That Johnson, uh, Drogba, and that, that's not even game with Lampard and Thiago and all these other players. But if he had a settled back line, you know, if he was allowed to bring in the players that he wanted, mind, you know, then I think you'd see a more attack-minded United. But now he's having to play Smalling and Jones because we can't get rid of them. No one wants to buy them. <laughs> Who wants to buy them? You know, and this is the thing, right? People say to me, oh, well, he was given money and he brought in Lindelof and Bailly. I'm like, okay, I agree. But first of all, aren't managers allowed to make mistakes? I know Guardiola brought in a goalkeeper for 20-odd million pounds and he shipped him off afterwards, didn't he? Is Lindelof and Bailly mistakes, though? I mean, to, 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 to counter, when when they those two make mistakes, they're, they're usually uh, straight on the bench. When when Smalling and, and uh, Jones make mistakes, they're given a few chances to, to make, to be fair, even more mistakes. But Bailly... As soon as, as one mistake's made, onto the bench you go. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I think it goes back to something that happened at Chelsea with, with John Terry. I know John Terry had a back injury. And this was a few weeks before Jose Mourinho got sacked after the Rosenberg game. And um, I think John Terry had a couple of discs removed from his spine. And, um, and um, yeah, and Mourinho questioned it. And he said, well, what's going on? Like, you know, is this player going to be, you know, at his best when he comes back and John Terry weren't happy about it and obviously Chelsea were going through a bad patch at the time and that was Abramovich's uh, you know get out of jail, jail card he's like right you're gone but I think with, with Mourinho he's looking at these players like Bayern Lindelof don't forget before they joined us they hadn't played but 70 games in total yeah. you know so they're, they're fairly young players they're 24 when, when we signed Bayern I think 23, 24 yeah. and Lindelof is still quite young so they're not 27, 28 with hundreds of games worth of experience they're still learning so I think putting them on the bench isn't 
a statement to say, oh yeah, I need new players. I think it's like, well, you made the mistake. I don't want to play you straight away because you're going to be a target. So he'll play Jones and Smalling because they're the most experienced ones. But the problem that we have at the moment, I'm sorry to go on about it, is that they're the most experienced players, but they're the worst central defensive pairing I've ever seen at United. Oh, and I've seen some dross. Easily. I've seen some dross. Easily. You know? <laughs> but the, the, the problem is, and it goes back to Woodward again, I'm not, I'm not pinning all the blame on Woodward. But the thing is, he's the one that overruled Jose Mourinho in the transfer market. If he honestly believes, as he said to the press, and this is fact, as he told the press, as he leaked it to the press, he believes that United don't, there aren't any other players that he could, that United can sign that are better than what United have got. So he means to tell me Adavaro isn't a better option than Rojo, Jones, Smalling. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know? And again, Adavaro is 28, 29 years old. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is- so... Go on. Go on. I, I could go on all day about this. Honestly, I could really go on all day about this. And, and and on another note, this whole thing with Luke Shaw, it's funny how, you know, back in the last season, Jose Mourinho was a bully, but Luke Shaw's gone to the Middle East, to Dubai, to train his ass off, and he's come back in the best form of his life. Mourinho doesn't get credit for that. He doesn't get credit for Jesse Lingard being in the form of his life, you know? Mm. But it's all well and good to blame Jose Mourinho for little mistakes that happen here and there. You know? But again, it is what it is. It's Man United, as Martin Samuel said. Without Man United... There wouldn't be any journalists because they wouldn't be able to sell papers. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you blame Woodward then for for not backing Mourinho? Because I mean, obviously he wanted he wanted the they wanted Perisic, he wanted the Aldevira, and no, but but Woodward's mistake was you don't you don't give a manager right if because last even last summer you had this issue with Perisic where you said I'm not going to pay for Perisic, mm. even though the difference was like two or three million. You said I'm not paying it. Okay, cool. You know the kind of managed players that your manager wants. If you are going to come to a disagreement with him and you believe he's not the man to sign the players to come to your club, is either A, you take this new stance where a lot of uh, teams now make their managers head coaches and then you direct someone with a good knowledge of the transfer market in getting players to come in and do the transfers for you that you're looking for, mm. or B, you just don't give them a new contract. But during the middle of the season, despite your disagreements, you gave him that new contract. And then when the guy wants players, you don't want, you, you're saying no. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I agreed with a lot of the players that we were linked with and I was happy about them coming in and stuff because I, the one that I really wanted was Odeverald because everyone knows I'm a big fan of his. Willian, I was very sceptical. I was like, well, I know he's a right winger, but there's better out there. Yeah. And if you're talking about his age, I think there's a bit out there of his age that you can go and sign. Mm. But okay. But again, he's your manager. That you That's the manager that you brought in. That's the manager that you wanted for a long time. And you said, I'm going to bring him in and he's going to be my manager. Mm. So back him. Mm. Just just back him. If he's making mistakes, if he's making mistakes and it's not working out and May United season, season goes from bad to worse, and he's not performing, the person not performing, he's looking rattled, he's not doing his job, then you can think about sacking him. But if you're not going to back the manager properly, regardless of whatever people, anyone thinks about him, if you're not going to back him properly, he's not going to be able to do his job properly. Mm. And if he looks the around and the quality's not there, then he's gonna, the quality's not going to show in the, mm. on the pitch. The, the only way they'll sack Mourinho is, that if, is if United don't make top four. Yeah. If you know I make top four every season, they don't care. They really don't care. The owners. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fact. We're, you know, I can joke and say that we're turning into Arsenal, but it's true. I knew that was you know fun. because they, they they don't care. It's true though. No, Kroenke doesn't it. care. 
They don't care about winning trophies. They don't care. But the thing is, Ed Woodward was a dead man walking even before he became CEO because he's the guy that brokered the Glazer deal in 2005. He's the guy that, that did everything in the background. You know, I know when when United signed Falcao, Di Maria and, and Pogba, everyone was saying, oh, you know, it's Ed Woodward gets a lot of credit and yada, yada, yada. That's, that's nonsense, right? Because Ed Woodward isn't a football guy, exactly. right? Those deals, those deals from Di, for Di Maria, for Falcao, for Rojo, right? They're all George Mendes guys, right? It was George Mendes that did everything. Yep. He's the guy that got them there. Woodward, Woodward just signed the paperwork. <laughs> it's the same with... with um, the, the signings with, with uh, Ibrahimovic, uh, Mkhitaryan, and, and Pogba. The, these were these were Mar- Raiola. It was his, his fingerprints all over it. And this is another thing that I was told by an agent of a current Premier League player. He goes, the Pogba deal depended on United signing two more uh, clients of Mendes, which happened to be Ibrahimovic, who Jose wanted, and Mkhitaryan, who Jose didn't want. He didn't want Mkhitaryan. In fact, here's here's, here's another true story for you guys. When he hooked Mkhitaryan uh, at half-time against Man City that first season, you know, when we lost 2-1? Yeah. Yeah? Mkhitaryan put in a transfer request. He wanted out. He wanted out. (laughs) Right? So, you know, let me tell you something that, you know... You can, you can, like I said, you can point to Jose Mourinho. You can say, you know, he's he's made some dud signings. But I tell you this for now, you know, if if Woodward didn't want them, he wouldn't have signed them. Mm, so is is the all the blame on Jose Mourinho? Mm. No, this, this is why Maynard is a mess, man. <laughs> this yeah, well, because... one, one, one more little thing for you guys, right? When um when um David Moyes was appointed United manager, that was Woodward's first season, right? right. Here's something for you lot. United actually agreed personal terms with Ronaldo to bring him back. But Ed Woodward didn't want to spend the money on it. Oh, because he no, 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 yep. no, 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 yep. no, 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 stop, 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 and stop. I, and I'll tell you this for now, and I'll tell you this for now, this was actually told to us on the show that that summer, and they actually made the uh, the Daily Mail, that story. You know what, I my heard Jesus. it, I heard it, but I didn't want to believe it. So, yeah, oh my God. And, 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 and the fee was, it wasn't agreed but the fee that Real Madrid wanted was less than what Juventus paid for Ronaldo this summer. Oh, no. I feel sick. I feel sick. I feel really, really sick. No. So, yeah, there you go. You know what? Wood without. Oh, my days. Wood without. There you but, go. But, see, this is the thing. I've been saying this for a, a while about Ed Woodward. You know, as, as good as he is as a money man, don't get me wrong, he's, he's done incredibly well bringing in the sponsorships, the, the corporate... Um, you know, you, 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 if you go on United's website, look at, at the bottom, it says partners. You've got, like... The official mobile partner of Macedonia, the, the official mobile partner of this and that, the official noodles partner of Man United. There's all these partnerships that he's basically engineered and he, he's bringing the money in. Now, that's basically because, A, United may not make the Champions League every season, so that's like a backup plan. You know, we've got money coming in from a different avenue, right? And B, it's like, well, you know, he's boosting his own portfolio, his own stock, so... If, a, if another company, if an investment company comes in and they say, well, well, we'll take you on board because we see what you've done at Man United. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, look at what I've done. You know, and I'm the guy that brought... I'm the guy that brought in Pogba. I'm the guy. Yeah, Gazidis. Gazidis gone to Milan and he's laughing. Mm, you yeah. know, he's he's taken about twenty million out of Arsenal from his own, po- you know, in his own pocket. Yeah. You know, but again, it's it's you know, we as fans aren't supposed to know all of these things because we're we're the the sheep. We're the guys that's supposed to follow everything. But no, that's that's not how it works. People talk. 
you know I could tell you lots more about Edward but I'm not going to go into it because no, you know I, I can't, I, 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 I'm already pissed off about everything I'm done, <laughs> I'm done. We're, we're, we're an hour into your show we, I don't think we're even halfway through but <laughs> <laughs> one final question do you believe Mourinho's the man to win you a title not with this squad no I not with this that. squad, no. I agree with that. If 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 he, if he was had the opportunity to bring in, I mean, I thought that we'd be ready six windows in, um, but we're not. We're far from far from being title contenders. The six window rule. I told you the six <laughs> window rule. I told you three seasons to get your team ready, mm. and that hasn't been given. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Oh well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, oh, by the way. My, Martial out I get that. That's that's a that's a great achievement. I'm not I'm not being patronising anything. I think he's a superb footballer. He's got a lot of ability. But the thing is, if you don't have the mental strength um, and the right attitude, um, I've got no interest whatsoever. I mean, we've seen it before with with other players who've got fantastic ability, but it just hasn't happened. Um, I think Martial again, him leaving going to another club, I don't think would make any lick of difference. You know, because if you don't have that interest then you're not going to succeed. I mean, look at Nicholas Anelka, another superb footballer. I had scored bags of goals for Arsenal, you know, ripped defenders to shreds. But he just couldn't be bothered. Mm. He just couldn't be bothered. And, and see, this is the thing with Martial. I don't think... Um, I don't think he's a player that can't be bothered. I just think that he does it when he wants to. And it doesn't happen that often. And you can see, like, especially last season, you know, he, he got a kick against Huddersfield in the second minute and he couldn't be bothered. Against Newcastle, he got his uh, he got his eye poked. He couldn't be bothered. Um, you know, he got substituted against Chelsea, and he, he just stormed off the pitch. I'm like, come on! I know, you know, it's easy for me to to pick him out because you know, obviously, I'm anti Martial FC. I've had loads of arguments with these weird fanboys. You know, it's <laughs> you know, weird. It really is weird. It's, it's like a cult. It's like David Koresh. You know, to Google him honestly. But um, yeah, it's it's like he's a good player, but. He doesn't do it enough. And I know people say, well, when Alexis Sanchez came in, that ruined it. No, when Alexis Sanchez came in, that should have been his his motivation. Say, right, this guy's 29 years old. He's on half a million a week. I should be on that. You mm. know, do something. If you're played wide right, do it. You know, but right now, you're just saying to me that you're a one-trick pony. You know? So it's more, and, it's more to do with his mentality more than... Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. And again, I don't think, regardless of which club he goes to, you can hug him as much as you want. You can give him a birthday cake. Hell, you can even send him Valentine's cards every day. I still don't think that's going to change it because Anthony Martial does what he wants when he wants. You know? And I'm not even going to bring up what happened in the summer about the whole the whole childbirth thing because look, I'm a dad myself and I, I would I don't care about being fined at work. You know, I, my daughter's birth is the most important thing to me. Yep, yep. You know, so I'm on his side in that respect. Okay. Um, but the way I see it is that there's always got to be more to it than that. You know, did they say to him, "Well, you can go, but you know, you got to be back within three or four days." You know, I mean, we only get two weeks paternity for Christ's sake. You know, so. Well, maybe he wanted two weeks. I don't know, but let's be honest. He's a professional footballer. You know, me being out, you know, out away from my job isn't going to hurt the company. You know, but him being away from United as a squad player, it might do. 
And again, again I could go on all night about him. Oh, I'm not going to do it. You know, you guys have got your opinions and I, I respect that. But he's he's not my cup of tea at the moment. As a great player, but his, his mentality is nah, not right. I think what you said was fair, to be honest. <laughs> oh, don't, don't just say that because I'm a guest on your show, man. Argue, no, 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 no. Because I'm, I'm obviously my shout in because my the, the the Sanchez thing. The only the only way I come in on the Sanchez thing is not based on Sanchez arrives, so you should step up because that's the case. I mean, you have the position. Another player comes in to challenge you for that position. You got to step authority and say, "Nah, this is my spot." It's not yours, but well, exactly. Look, but, sorry, but the sorry reason. To interrupt you. I mean, sorry to interrupt. I mean, Veron is one of my favourite players ever. I love the guy. When we signed him, I almost had a heart attack. You know, <laughs> um, but again, you know, he, he had to work his way into the team. He had to earn his spot. And you know, Skulls and Bart and Keane and all these other players, they stepped up. That was their motivation. They got yeah. this guy who's come in. He's a, you know, this big name from the Serie A, and you know, did wonders at Sampdoria, Parma, Lazio. Argentina international, you know, one of the best players on the planet. Very no, I, I, I agree, I agree, but they still stepped up. They still, um, Nicky Butt was yeah. was playing out of his skin. Nicky Butt, for Christ's sake, you know. But that tells you about the mentality. Do you want to play for Man United, or do you want to just sit on the bench and sulk and, and just let your social media mm. fanboys, you know? <laughs> I'm you know, sorry, those, that, those guys. I'm old school. Those guys are just, those guys are just very weird. But my 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 gripe with the whole Martial situation is only on the basis of. You know, we were talking about um, the Lindelof and Bailly thing and how many games they've played. So maybe he's thinking, you know what, the pressure will be too much. If you just have a bad game, you might be targeted or stuff. That's fair. Where I get annoyed about the Sanchez-Marshall situation is I genuinely think Sanchez has been just as bad, if not worse at times, than Marshall. Mm. Um, and for me... Even if it's not starting Marshall, maybe if, maybe if you're going to start Rashford or you're going to start Lingard in that position... I just feel like sometimes the I don't, I don't use the word treatment because treatment could be a could be a strong word because people think that you're, it's maltreatment of the player, but it's more the basis of opportunity. Sanchez has bad games. Sanchez still starts um, until recently, where I've seen he's been getting subbed quite a lot and getting dropped for I think uh, before the last two games he wasn't playing the, the two games prior. Have a good game against this year. So far this season? Yeah. This season, nothing. He has had a bad game, a good game this season. I thought he scored against the team this season, no? If he scored, regardless, he hasn't played well. Okay. That's, 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 that's blatant for everyone to see. Martial mm. has not performed so far this season. Mm. Um, well, look, but if you look at, if you look at the, um, the last couple of games of last season where they were pretty much dead rubber games, that, that Brighton game, right? I know everyone put in a dog shit performance, but let's be honest, he's been given an opportunity and he just couldn't be bothered. Again, it's, it's a dead rubber game, you know, at least show us that, you know, you can tear these teams apart because we've seen him do it before in the past, mm. you know? And, and again, it goes back to what I said about the, the World Cup. I'm like, he didn't make the World Cup squad, but he would have made it if he put some effort because Dave Schwartz loves players that put in shifts. It's the same with Mourinho. He loves players that put in shifts. So, I don't know. I don't know. He's a... He's a, he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? Mm. I, I, I hope he succeeds at United, but if he doesn't, it is what it is. I'd know. take him at Arsenal. <laughs> I, I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> uh, we have to move on. Uh, let's, let's try and get through these quickly, though. Manchester City, Fulham. I mean, there's nothing much to say about, they about spun this them. game. They spun it. Fulham tried to play, but... No, it's good. But it's good. It's good, but they were outclassed. Teams, teams... I like, the, I like that. I, the, I've always said that. The one thing I didn't like back in the day was... Um, a lot of Premier League, a lot of teams, when they got promoted, they had this idea that the players that they signed that had this 
Premier League experience with the players to keep them up but some of these players were from sides that were relegated and they were key players mm. so I'm not a fan of signing a player that's a key member of a team that's been relegated showing they're not really good enough and then those teams suffer again with the same tips those same players so for a team like Fulham same thing with Wolves and um, well Cardiff haven't really improved their squad but with Wolves and Fulham they've gone and they've signed players that you can look at and say, yeah, they've added quality to their sides. Mm. And, you know, they went against the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to play. Mm. And they tried to go to a tutorial and it just didn't work for them. And it's fine. It happens. I think despite conceding three goals, I think Bettinelli had a, had a, had a, had a great game. A great yeah, game he was fine. He was good. fine. He was he fine. Was really good. He but, saved them from a real battering. Yeah, but see, he have quality. Of course. Of, of course, again, Sterling. some of the defending could have been better. But, mm. you know. Sane, Sterling, Silva. Oh, there you Always go. going to score. There you go. Always going to score. Newcastle, Arsenal, I mean, what, what to say? 2-1, it finished. Okay, you know what? No, no, you know, um, and I, 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 I would want, I, I want Stars' opinion on this as well, both of you, because okay. you're, you're, the, you're the gooner, All right. the guest. All right. A lot of Arsenal fans are starting to get frustrated with Emery already. Now, yeah. now, 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 I, 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 for me, I don't understand it because if they did their research on Emery, Emery wasn't someone that plays football like Pep Guardiola. He's, no, not like he, Klopp, but, he's not like Klopp. He's not like Klopp. He's Spanish, though. That's, that's, that's the connection. You know, it's silly. He's a very structured um, manager. Mm. Very, very structured. Um, what he likes doing is uh, playing nice football. He has to pass up from the back, but he's also very structured in how he plays it. You're not going to do one, two outside of your box going forward. He wants you to wants you to just play smart you know play simple play smart if you're not going to do that you're not going to get results now i don't agree with check starting no, i think I, Leno, I think if for the football he wants to play from the back from the, if he wants to keep it to pass leno's the one to do it yes leno's been able to do it in germany we've seen, we've seen him do it so and then start to it. i think that's the only two things he needs to do other than that people are saying that what has he really done to change anything i've seen the differences in arsenal's football i've seen differences in arsenal's football and especially with the wing-backs and how they move. Arsenal always had their wing-backs make movements. Sanya, Loren, Bellerin at times using his speed to go forward. But look at how well-timed the runs are mm. and look at where the passes are coming from. It's not wing play and then the guy overlaps and then crosses it. It's the balls coming in from the middle to the wing mm-hmm. and then the balls played back um, diagonally maybe across the box to either a striker or the player behind the striker. There is now structure to your movement going forward and the way they defend, of course, the, defending, the defense has not been great for a long time anyway. But at least the one thing I really, really thought was so good was the fact that he actually went out to buy a defensive midfielder and to buy a goalkeeper and to buy a centre-back. And even if he's old, he's an experienced right-back who's got... He's still good. Mm-hmm. He's actually looked to improve the squad. Mm. So if you guys... If they were looking for... I mean, they compare him to Sarri. Again, I said it. Sarri brought the, the crown jewel to his football. So, of course, he's going to do it. Whereas at PSG, there was no one from PSG that's going to come to, with him to Arsenal. Take time. It will take time. You just finished sixth, you know? Or fifth, whether you, you're fifth, wasn't it? You finished fifth. Take time. It's going to happen. It's going to be a gradual process. You had a manager for 25 mm. plus years. Mm. Same way United had tw- a manager for 25 plus years. And the one mistake that Moyes made was getting rid of all the staff and bringing his staff in. Mm. It has to be gradual. And that's what he's doing. He's being gradual. He's smart. He's making changes to himself. No one speaks Spanish no one speaks another language. You speak English in his dressing room. He wants to be fluent in the language. Mm-hmm. He wants to learn about 
Arsenal. He wants to learn the language. He wants to adapt. But you have to adapt to his football. Mm -hmm. It's not you, he comes and plays your style. You adapt to his style. Because I always say this, if your tactics are put down and you know how to apply it and train the players, they'll learn your tactics, your tactics will work. Mm -hmm. Now comes the results, Mm -hmm. if they can go and apply it on the pitch. But if you can see the tactical change, they're learning. Mm. And I see change. I, see, I think they're learning. I see change. But, so, but, but it, it, it is gradual. And it's gonna. It's, it's obviously a process. It's going to take time. But I think the frustration comes from the, the, the key the key players that you, you pointed out. Where Czechs cont- is still starting regardless, regardless of, his, of his form. I mean, he makes good saves. But he, he's been making horrible, horrible mistakes. Um, he, I, I, and I don't think Leno would make those. And it's, it's a glaring issue. And that's the problem. I think the glaring issues are there. Xhaka shouldn't start, despite scoring a wonder free kick. That's what he does, though. He, he can't defend well. And Torreira's shown that when he comes on, no, he, he, he takes complete but, control. But again, this is this, but this, this, the problem with 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 Arsenal fans is that they're too expectant, and they they're very like my problem isn't that they're not playing tiki taka. It's it's like I, like you said like you said it's the glaring issues. I want Torreira. I want Czech. I'm fine with whatever. If if we win, we win. I'm happy with that. If I, I want to win, I don't. I don't really care about playing uh, nice football. We played nice football under Wenger for twelve years, and we didn't win, win jack jack shit. So that was when I was like, if we're gonna get a big name manager, I wouldn't mind a Simeone. I mean, despite the start Atletico's made this year, beforehand he was amazing for for Atletico, and I thought that if we were going to change styles, I think might as well do it drastically. But I think once he gets, once he gets the players right, once he starts, stops starting Czech, once he stops starting Jacker, and I think he should have bought another centre back, but he didn't. No, you know, is though. I don't. I don't think Jacker's the problem. Jacker is a problem. No, He's not no, the problem. No, no, though. but 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 if you start, because Jacker's not a defensive midfielder. He never has been. But why is he playing him there? Well, because well, especially, I don't. Well, I don't especially that's, Gun, with Gonduzi, who's is an experience. That one, that one, I don't know, so mm. I can't answer that for you. But if you start Torreira with him, or you start Torreira with Gonduzi, or you start Torreira with um, Ramsey, yeah. at the end of the day, you've got someone that knows how to do the defensive work. Yeah, and that's been the issue at Arsenal for time. Wenger was signing player after player, and the only one that was a DM or if or defensive midfielder was Cochrane, but he wasn't of a high quality. El Nene is a DM. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. He's more of a DM than, uh, he's, than, he's, than he's, a jacker. He's more of an interceptor, but he's not, he doesn't read the game like Carrot could, or I don't know who else you want to mention, you know? Yeah. Busquets. Um, so, Arsenal fans, this is brief. Just take it easy, honestly. Uh, you know, it's, it's like what you said, you know, it's, it's a new manager, new systems, new way of playing. I mean, I'm, I saw immediate, um, uh, an immediate change in Arsenal. First of all, their fitness for a start. I mean, they're they're looking super fit in comparison to, to yep. Arsene us, us Wenger, especially at the back end of his time. But then you notice different things like patterns emerging with with, um, with Emery's tactics. I mean, if you look at the first couple of games, you'd see you know Shaka and, and Guendouzi. I mean, I know he loves his central midfielders to be very expressive. So what you'll see is that Shaka and, and Guendouzi were kind of slotting a fullback and let the fullbacks overlap. You know, and you're seeing Bellerin and Monreal get forward and pulling balls into the face of well, across the six yard box or across a penalty spot. I think a lot of their goals this season actually come from that yeah. that area. The, yeah. the the fullbacks getting forward, overlapping. Yeah. And you see a switch as well. You might see Mkhitaryan pulling out wide, you see Bellerin overlapping and, and, and vice versa. 
But then when you look in the final third, I don't think Aubameyang and Lacazette are going to form this this partnership that people believe because I don't think they'll be using every game together. I mean, if you look at Aubameyang, like throughout most of these games, he's used like a what they call an inside forward. Yeah. You know, and that allows players like Ramsey having to work harder to stop the the fullbacks being isolated. Um, then you got players like Iwobi like pulling out wide. So I think Aubameyang primarily is more of a, a central striker. Um, and that's what Lacazette is. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're too similar in, in that respect. Um, it's, it's very difficult um, to get players like those two involved in a game, especially when you're chasing it, which is why when you see Aubameyang coming in the team, he's drifting out wide all the time. He's not playing central. It's mostly uh, Lacazette that does it. Um, so I'm, I'm seeing loads of differences, but again, it's going to take time. You know, you can't expect instant results. I mean, it isn't like Antonio Conte when he came in and won the league in his first season. I mean, Chelsea didn't have, you know, any European football. On top of that, they were practically champions anyway. Most of that team had, had won the league two seasons prior to that. So mm. you can't really come in and think that that um, he's going to change everything. I'm just going to say one, one more thing about this before, you know, I completely dominate your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> with You mentioned Peter Cech earlier. Um, I said this a couple of weeks ago on, on my show that, I think Emery is giving players like him enough rope to hang themselves because yeah. we know that Czech isn't a great player. Do you know what I mean? He's not a ball-playing goalkeeper. And I think he's waiting for that one moment for Czech to completely screw up and say, right, you've had your opportunities, you've made too many mistakes, and I'm giving the goal, you know, Leno his, his chance because he's a better ball player. Yeah. What he's doing is very smart because it's a very settled group of players, right? a very settled squad. You don't hear about any arguing, you don't hear about this, you don't hear about whatever it is if nice he came in and just exactly if, if he came in and rung the changes like say David Moyes did and sat the whole bloody backroom staff <laughs> yeah. you, you're going to upset point. you're going to upset everyone yeah. so what he's doing is saying right you're, you've got your chance show me that you, you know you want to play for the team show me that show me what you can do and that's that's fantastic that's genius as far as I'm concerned yeah. you know so when it comes down to it when Arsenal or if Arsenal have a bit of a dodgy patch is like okay I'm going to bring in these players I'm going to bring in my players mm. we're going to do things my way yeah. and let's be honest you can't argue with a guy he's won trophies everywhere he's gone he mm. won was it three Europa Leagues in two row, Europa yeah. Leagues in a row yeah. three in a row he's no mug he's mm. no mug because we know how many games you have to play to win this bloody tournament I mean I think they start in July don't they yeah, yeah. So, yeah. early yeah so there you go he's, he's not mm. a mug you know I think the only thing that he might find difficult with is the physicality of the Premier League and, and the unpredictability because mm. let's be honest Liga is that really a, a, a competitive league especially when you've got Neymar and Mbappe and, and mm. the all these other I players think, I think people obviously the way it is because we, we, we know that a lot of people in this country in, in this day and age the new generation of football fans do not watch other leagues and the only memory they choose to have of Emery is that one day against Barcelona when they bottled that lead. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. And that's it, not this fair. exactly is not fair because when you go through his history, he's been successful. And that was just one... That, to me, that's a freak game. They mm. won the first leg 4-0. How many teams in history have bottled 4-0 leads, especially of the quality of um, PSG's team? Mm. Everyone... Oh, it only happened missing. once. It only happened once before in the Champions League. I think it was Milan, wasn't it? Against yeah, Deportivo? exactly. I think mm. that was it. And that's once. So... You know, you know, once, once in how many years is the, does the European Cup with the Champions League be going for? 20, 26 years, twenty seven yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. You know, come on. I mean, look, and and Barcelona are a great team. 
You know, I know that they haven't been winning Champions League recently, but they're a great team. When you've got Messi there, come on, anything's possible. It's not fair. It's not fair on the guy at all. Mm. Exactly. But again, people just need to calm a bit because, you know, this, this, he's, he's building something here. You know, he's building something. He, he brought in someone like Torreira who can di- dictate the tempo. And once this guy gets his his, uh, his chance, you know, you you won't see your Shakers, which is unfortunate because I like Shaka. To be fair, I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. K- Kale, anyway. Kale, doesn't, Kale doesn't agree. Yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan. Kale, so doesn't, Kale doesn't agree. He's stressed yeah, out. Yeah. Easy. Well, put, put this way: the only reason why well, Wenger signed him, and I I got a theory on this, is that um, I know that Wenger was a massive fan of Michael Carrick's. And Carrick's range of passing is absolutely phenomenal, or yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. And he's seen that with Shaka in, in the Bundesliga, and he thought, well, you know, he can, he can do bits. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, why not? And, okay, I know his disciplinary record isn't great, but he hasn't <laughs> received a yellow card this season, has he? So True. But to, to my, only, my only point is, yes, I, I agree that uh, they're, they're asking a check to pretty much... Uh, hang himself but how mu- I'm going to ask how long do you want the rope because he's he's pretty much made ev- a mistake every he's game he's struggling he's struggling he's struggling to learn the pass and he's struggling to learn the pass there is trying to, to sometimes you need you need to uh, keep a balanced squad but there's sometimes where you need to put your foot down and Czech isn't I mean Czech's obviously a legend but he's a legend in uh, in West London uh, South West but who, who, have you lo- who have you lost to this season though the uh, big boys obviously Chelsea and City right yeah, just the big boys and you and you've won the rest, so you know. <laughs> I, I, I think a loss against like a Burnley or a Watford or a, or a calamity against these teams like Brighton or whatever will, will cost him his, his place. I think you know the first mm. two games. You know, I don't think any Arsenal fan was expecting to get any points out of those games. So true, true. I, I don't know. I just want to see my twenty-six million pounds a pound goalkeeper and go for. Mate, take 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 it from someone that's seen Alex Ferguson, the greatest manager probably in the history of Premier League football. Uh, replaced with David Moyes, who was happy to, uh, you know, to, to aspire to be like Man City. Christ. Oh, mate, you know what? You know what? There, there's two things that really said to me he had to go. It was number number one was telling uh, real friends to watch videos, videos of Jagielka. Yeah. And that 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 comment, because I remember being so angry. And I, was it was it Liverpool that we lost to first, and then City after? Mm. Right, the three nils in a row at Old Trafford, right? Mm. For you to come and say that we aspire to be that city, <laughs> you, you had to leave that day. That was the day to go. That was actually the day to go. I was like, yeah, you know what, you've done here. Do, do you know what did it for me? You're going to laugh at this one. It was Stoke away. We lost 2-1. And at full time, he goes, I don't know what we have to do to win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I oh. don't know what we have to do to win. Oh. Forget the 83 crosses against Fulham. I mean, that, that one did it for me, man. I don't know what we have to do to win. I mean, that Jesus Christ, me. mate. Yeah. I remember watching that game with Cahill. I was at Cahill's house. That was awful. That, and we were just, that was hilarious. We saw cross after cross and we're like, what the hell is going how, on how, here? How tall was Bun at 6'5? He was 6'5. Dan Byrne was 6'4. Dan Byrne, Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne and, and Dan Byrne, for Dan Byrne, who did obviously, he hasn't made it out of Fulham, has to come out and say that's the easiest game I've ever played. Mm. I mean, you go to Old Trafford yeah. and you say, I've played an easy game. Oh, uh, wow. I think he said something recently as well. God, don't quote me on this, but I think he came out, he said that. He was one striker away yeah. of winning the league at United or something no, like no, that. He, not, uh, he, he was on TV. He was on TV. I remember watching this because it was um, <laughs> Sky Sports. It was Everton versus West Ham. And I was at the bar. And usually after the match, I just leave. But I decided to sit there and watch the analysis. And he sat there and he said, 
He was that year, I think the year after they finished fourth when they went to the qualifiers or the Champions League, he said that they were one striker away from challenging for the Premier League title. Who, Everton? Everton, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, mm. uh, 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 that's genuinely, that was, I didn't say anything. I was with a lot of friends. I just stood, I just stood up and left. That was... <laughs> That was literally the last draw for me, and I, I this, this this is a bloke. I'm sorry to go on about this, but him and Mark Hughes, these are managers who somehow get jobs. I oh, don't know mate. how they do it. I mean, for me, for me, okay, he he failed miserably at United, and I know the job was too big for him, and it wasn't his fault necessarily, but he made a lot of mistakes. Fine, granted, he went to Sociedad. He did nothing apart from just pronouncing Laramendi's name wrong. Um, <laughs> Laramendi. I mean, he in the pack um, with Chris with the fans. That's a big. That's a oh, big wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Did he beat Barca? He did beat Barca, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah there, there you go. Yeah. That's another one to put in did your he, Did he beat Barca? But, but, um, <laughs> and then he went to Sunderland, right? And I'm thinking, you were in La Liga for a few months. Surely you saw some half decent players you could bring in. Who did he bring in? Darren Gibson, wasn't it Darren Gibson he signed? He signed Oviedo. He went, he signed he went a, on a, a spree of signing ex-United and Everton players. Yeah, yeah he, he went Everton 2004, didn't he? He got yeah. Pienaar in, he brought in... Who was, <laughs> he brought in some, you know, a couple of United youngsters. He brought in that youngster, uh, was it Paddy McNair he signed? Yeah, um, yeah. And someone else, uh, the, the, the fullback, I forget. Um, Donald Love, I think his name was. Or Donald Love, like yes, yes, yeah. yes. He signed them and I'm like... Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then to, to make it worse, they lost the opening game against Man City, mind. And he goes, win a relegation battle. <laughs> he got 36 <laughs> games left. <laughs> After game one. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just, oh, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just oh, I don't, I, I, I give up. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Move on, please. Yeah. I'm going to have an aneurysm in a minute, man. Honestly, <laughs> Moving on, Huddersfield uh, nil, Crystal Palace one. Nothing much to say about the game. Zaha with a top dinner of the week. Contender. Nice goal. Nice, nice goal. very nice goal. But after the game, uh, Zaha said he felt like referees aren't taking care of him, and it feels like he's gonna have to break his ankle before any. Well, he gets a red card before yeah. anybody gets a red card. Is he fair to say that? Well, I think obviously. People are now putting his reputation off him because he's died a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Who hasn't, man? There, there's this there's, because there's always been a debate in football about oh, if if when they're jumping out of the way for a challenge, are they looking to avoid injury? Which can be true, but it's about the reaction afterwards. Now, if you've dived, you know obviously fans are going to hate you and all that stuff. But the tackle that he suffered in that game was brutal. Mm. whether it was on purpose or not doesn't matter it was brutal mm. and that's where his frustration comes and he said it look I do these things where if I get hurt like that and you're not doing this, doing it at some point I get mad and I make silly challenges because I'm frustrated mm. he's, it's natural he gets he gets angry yeah he, he, so this, this, he's, he's received some really rough treatment recently to be honest he has um, I can understand his frustration mm. I, I can understand it yeah um, yeah so I mean the funny thing the funny thing that uh, that came out of it was especially just watching the match of the day them saying it was it's a, it's a sign of respect what that is players are trying to take you out trying to trying to break it break oh uh, shut up yeah crazy listen I remember Michael Ball stamping on Cristiano Ronaldo literally stamping on him and the guy just got up and scored the penalty to, to win the game you know yeah. I think Zaha is a fantastic footballer he's got so much ability it's unreal but I have my reservations about him. I've been saying it for weeks. I think the guy, 
uh, is a bottle job. And by that, I mean, you know, he, he went to United. The, the, the place was too big for him. He couldn't handle it. You know, I know that, you know, they say the, 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 the weight of the shirt and all that. He was given ample opportunities, especially under Moise. Um And then he, he, he went back, he, he went back to Crystal Palace and he started doing well. And then I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe you can break into the England squad. Oh, no, I can't get into the England squad. So I've decided I'm from Ivory Coast all of a sudden. Where were you 10 years ago? Did you, does it, does he even speak French? I don't know. I'm like, do, do you choose these? Do you choose these nations because you know that you can get into the team because you got, you know, fight for your place. He'd be playing for England now. You know, he would be playing for England now. Just bide your time. But no, he has to do it now. And now he's going to African nations and probably getting kicked even worse there. So you know, I'm sorry, but mate, I know you know the treatment that he's received isn't great, and he should receive a bit more protection. But where does it stop? Where does protection stop? We're already sanitising the game. You know, so and, and let's be honest, the amount of inconsistency there is in the, you know in the game right now with these referees. I mean, look at look at Matic's uh, second yellow card. If that's a second yellow, then why isn't Maguire getting a second yellow? Mm, yeah. So we can go on all day about these sort of things. So yeah, you know, he, he should referees should be more vigilant about things like this. But you know, w- what are we going to do? We're going to stop taking tackles out of the game. I don't know if you saw the the Rotherham tackle the other day. No, the, the, mate, this this challenge it was beautiful. He's taken the ball, but the man's gone about fifteen feet in the air. You <laughs> thought it was a Ricky Dragon steamboat or something. It was brilliant. The good old days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> old um, man still. <laughs> <laughs> Everton one, West Ham three. You were saying this all along. If Yarmolenko starts, you know what? This really. You know what's funny? It's always funny when when B team players in different leagues. I'm just tearing up the Premier League. You're looking at Lucas Moore and now Yarmolenko against a big, big Everton side as well. You're, just tore them up You know pieces. what? I, I, I don't have much to say on this apart from... I told you so. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like to brag sometimes. You know what it is? I, you, I, I've, I've said this for a long time. You can't succeed with the same type of midfielder in your midfield. And no matter what anyone says to me, Mark Noble and Jack Wilshere are literally father and son. They are the same person. <laughs> I've said this about three weeks in a row. They are the same person in midfield because, you know, there was this hype about Jack, um, Jack Wilshere being this technical superstar that we can build and all that stuff. What didn't happen. He's been unlucky with injuries. Um, he's got an injury now, recently, which is going to see put him on a downer because he's had a good year and a half of good fitness. But when you, when you sign... Felipe Anderson, mm-hmm. you sign Jan Malenko and you have positions on the field for them to start in, they must start games. There is no reason whatsoever for them to be sitting on the bench, or for one of them to sit on the bench. And we've watched a lot of West, Ga- West Ham games this season where we've said, um, this just created so many chances, but they can't finish. Now you've brought someone in who can. Jan Malenko comes in, where he should have st- been playing a long time ago, and he's scoring goals. He did his best Robin impression as well, didn't he? Uh, well, someone called him Little Robin. I, f- I think anyone that cuts in is pretty much Little, Little Robin these days because he's the originator. Mm. But um, oh, he's not the originator, but he does it so well. Um, I fear not but the man who learns 10,000 kicks. kicks once. the man that learns the... That, uh, that kick. I've butchered that quote, but it's a brilliant... You know, you know, quote, yeah, you, you know, know it, man. Um, <laughs> no, he's... he's 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 a good player, yeah. And you've you've got that level of quality. And sorry to be harsh on Mitch Antonio because he's done so well for West Ham. To, yeah. be, to his credit, he's done really well for West Ham. Hundred percent. But when there's got to be a time where when you're trying to make 
your team grow in the league, you need to sign higher caliber of players and make these players squad players. And for me, he's a squad player. Um, Robert Snodgrass was looked at as a player that's not good enough to even be at West Ham or sent on low to Hull. He comes back and you're starting games ahead of Yarmolenko or come off the bench ahead of Yarmolenko. It shouldn't have been happening. You send a good player, he comes in for you, two opportunities, two goals, great performance. And the one person that's loving it more than any of it anything is Marko Arnautovic he's shining he's shining he made him Yamalenko made Arnautovic himself didn't he yeah for the first time I've ever he, seen he him. set him up yeah, and then up, yeah. also I think Arnautovic returned the favour at some point if I'm right yeah, I might be wrong did, I, think so, I yeah. might be wrong yeah. but regardless you start the players mm. that have the quality and you win mm. West Ham are starting to do this thing which I think is good is now you're getting away from the players that were cult heroes like someone like James Collins, who mm. was there long, he should have been gone a long time ago. Ginger Pelle, right? That, that's another reason why he was kept. <laughs> you know, he was loved by the fans. Um, this is it's time to move on from these yeah. kind of players and bring you. You got um, you signed Fabianski, good, decent goalkeeper. You got Masuaku, who's proven himself at um, left back. Zabaleta's experienced right back, still got quality inside him. Um, you signed Babuena. Declan Rice is now showing a bit of potential. Mm, yeah. You know, Obiang's a good midfielder. Mm. Um, Noble, Noble's actually good as well, to be fair to him. Noble's actually very good. Um, who else did they start in midfield with him? I forgot who they started with him. And then, you know, you got the 4-3. And you got Chicharito, he's got goals in him. Mm. If you want to stand him on the bench and start Yamalenko up front, that's fine. That's his best position from the bench, isn't it, Chicharito? Well, that's what it was at United. Mm. But at Leverkusen, you're starting games and you're scoring a load yeah, of goals. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's a goal scorer regardless. So, you know, just, just play to your strengths and play the best that you've got because when you've got the cohesion with them you'll get results I'm happy that they got the result this weekend man it's about time is Everton's form without Richarlison still a problem uh, I think bringing in Marcus Silva was a problem to be honest Ooh. I think he's uh, do you know what I'm going to get a lot of stick for this but what's so good about him I mean I, I don't I don't see it. I know he, he almost saved Hull and he did all right at Watford until his head was turned. Hmm. But but you know he's come to Everton. He spent a lot of money. I know obviously it's going to take time for for them to for him to get his philosophy across and whatnot. But I'm not. I really am not convinced by him. Really, I'm not. And yeah, Richarlison, I think he's going to be a great signing. But I think he's another money ball player. I really do. Um, you know, 50 million is is a big fee. But in two or three years' time, he'll probably be sold for 75, 80 million quid. Um, mm. I think he's a fantastic footballer though I'd love him at United to be fair um, he's, he's got a good attitude really good attitude and I know, you know he got sent off the other week you know naivety but Rashford did it as well but yeah. you know um, I think he's a good player I think I think Everton should be a little bit concerned though because they don't have that many goals in them they really don't um, Tottenham you know, is, was feeding us scraps last season um, and his goals to game ratio was superb or goals to chances ratio should I say was superb Theo Walcott, we're still waiting for Theo Walcott to, to be Theo Walcott. You know, <laughs> the, the, you know the 16-year-old pro, protege, you know, the, the next Thierry Henry is more like the more Henry, Henry Terry more than anything. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, Sigurdsson, you know, more of, a, more of an assist king more than anything, good at set pieces. So, yeah, well, I look at the, their team and I'm thinking, well, where are all of your goals coming from? You know, Leighton Baines isn't that prolific you know, fullback as he used to be, you know, I know he still takes free kicks and penalties, but, you know, I don't know, man, I'd, I'd worry for him, to be fair, and defensively, I don't really think they're all that. They're, so, they're not good enough defensively. 
They're not. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think they're going to be another. I've had this debate with um, Adam Partington, who's got a really good Everton podcast. He does some bits for, for Talksport, and I said to him last season, I said, when you got Sam Allardyce, I said, well, what are you expecting? Because you're not a top six team because there are six teams better than you. Mm. So seventh is like the best place you can be. So what are you guys expecting? And he didn't really have an answer. And that, that's not him not knowing his club. He's like, well, you're right. Well, what are we? I mean, we'd like a good cup run. But what is it? I mean, what, what do you want? Do you want to rustle a few feathers and, you know, be in the mix? Mm. Because let's be realistic. Are they the seventh best team in England at the moment? Nope. No. On, on paper, are they even the eighth or the ninth? Nope. I don't know. I, I think the table, you know, they say the table never lies and it isn't lying at the moment, is it? Mm. No, no, that's all. Um, yeah, you know what? The, the one person that's really disappointed me is Shank Tosson. Because when they signed him, yeah. no, 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 when, when they, no, no, where he was, he was scoring goals. Now, I look at him, I, when they signed him, I wasn't expecting big things from him, but I know he's a good goal, I, I know he's a goal scorer, but his level of finishing since he joined them has deteriorated badly and he's not looking any type of a goal scorer at all and that's where their lack of goals is coming from if you sign someone as a striker to be the main goal scorer and he's not scoring goals for you you're not going to get goals mm. and defensively uh, you know what to be honest Mason Holgate young but not gonna, not, not good enough simple as that um I think they got rid of Ashley Williams, didn't they? Yeah. Funes Mori, again, prefer not to speak. Um, Digne's done well. You know what? The fullbacks are doing very well. The ones they bought, yeah. The fullbacks are doing well. Mm. But again, the middle is where the goal is. Mm. And if your centre-backs are not doing their jobs, you get exposed, you lose. Mm. The, the thing is, they've got a few decent players out on loan. You know, they've got uh, Miralas, who's out on loan. Yeah. I don't know that he doesn't pull up trees, but he puts in a shift. I think um, Lookman... He's another player that yeah. they really, they really shouldn't have. Uh, they should have kept him this summer. To be fair, I think he's ready now. Oh, they've got him. They've got him here, but they, oh, just, but they keep benching him. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, was, I thought he went out online for some reason. No, he did. That he mixed did. Up with. No, you're right. He did, and he, well, they brought him back. Well, like, so, yeah. So I don't know. I think Balassi going out alone. That's another player, which another confusing one. Because I think Balassi is a very good player, but when you got you know Theo Walcott there. <laughs> who are you going to choose out of the two I think they've, they've, they kept Walcott out of the because, because, he, because he looks like you know he's a I don't know because he's got that Mexican hairstyle he's, I don't know where he, he thinks fit, he's a, he could fit in jealous yeah maybe or mm. you know the, the Despacito number two I don't know <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know I, I just think that Everton are, are one of these teams that you know they, they, they haven't challenged for, for honours since the 80s since they won the league in 80, 80 when was it 87 86, something like that. Mm. Um, what, what, what can you say about them? What can you, they've got a big fan base. That you know, they're a big club, but sorry, Aston Villa. You know, yeah. I just, I, I just think, what, what do Everton fans expect? You know, I remember back in the day watching them when the Premier League first started. They were battling relegation. You know, they, they, they beat Wimbledon on the final day. They had players like, you know, John Ebrell and uh, Christoph Arzika and Trekkie. Right? Uh, uh, that was. Um, Later, Watersmith was afterwards. They oh. had uh, at at that time it was they had uh, oh Mike Walker that's uh, that's uh, Ian Walker's dad and then they sacked him and then they brought back um, oh what's his name I can see his face Howard Kendall Howard Kendall yeah, they brought him back yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they won the FA Cup when the Joe Royal when they had Paul Rydow and all these and Anders Limpa and Kenchelskis and all these other players hmm. so again. 
Um, if, if we're talking about the Premier League history, they've only ended up in the top four once, and that was under David Moyes. And we saw what happened the following season. They got knocked out by Villarreal in the in the qualifiers for the Champions yeah, League. So, yeah. what, what do Everton fans want? What do they expect? Mm. Should I say? What do they expect? Another club you know? that's not really big, but expecting big things. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like Newcastle, like another team. Like okay, okay, that's a bad example because no, that's history. a great example. That's a well, great F- example. But Everton's, Everton's history supersedes Newcastle's, but you know, by, by a mile. Newcastle are just a big club because they're the only club in a massive catchment. That's all it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're the only team in Newcastle. You know, you're going to support Gateshead or Newcastle? You tell me. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's it. But I don't know. It's, it's another thing, you know. But, but going back to what you said about Richarlison, yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic footballer. He, but again, is he? I think the club is a stepping stepping stone for him yeah. personally. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, moving on, just quickly, just to make just to make sure everybody knows, Sean Dyche is full of shit once again. Um, <laughs> Chaos agenda, I guess this guy is amazing. Um, apparently, there's a, a fog clouding the minds of the players, and they're getting bombarded with outside noise that they won't do well in Europa League. And now it's an easy story uh, to say that uh, that that Burnley lost, and it's we told you so. He's such a Napo- He's so. He's got such a Napoleon complex. It it annoys me. It really does annoy me. But anyway, let's not do this, bro. You're gonna get you're gonna get mad. I'm gonna get mad. Fuck Sean Dash. Moving on. Okay. Um, okay. Team of the week. I'm giving you, I'm giving you options this time. So in goal, we're both of you. Between Bettinelli, DDG, or Joe Hart. Because Joe Hart did well. Joe Hart played a good game. Still. Uh, I, I really don't like Joe Hart. I'm sorry. No, we don't. We don't. You admit that we played well. He, he did, he did, but you know I think Wolves are more wasteful than anything. I'm going to go for the Fulham keeper because mm. if it weren't for him, you're, you're talking about you know a Premier League record of, of, of defeat. You know, and I, and I've already had my views on on Fulham's backline because I think defensively they're shambolic. Mm. I, I really do. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Bettinelli. Mm. Okay, yeah, we'll go for that. Bettinelli's one. Yeah. Bettinelli's goalkeeper, right back, you know, Trent Alexander Arnold or Carl Walker. I'll give it to Liverpool lad. I think yeah, I think yeah. he's very good. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good fullback. Very good fullback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I went left back Robertson because nobody else is better. He, he, he had Robertson, yeah, Robertson. He had an good. amazing game against Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, centre backs options: Van Dyke, Balbuena, Joe Gomez. So you can you can pick two: Van Dyke, Balbuena, Gomez, or Socrates, who I think. Only had a good game because Mustafi's making so many mistakes and he and he'd done well in clearing them up. Um, I'd go for the Greek Phil Jones. <laughs> Greek Phil Jones. I'll go for Phil Jones uh, in the English Socrates. I'll go for. Um, I wish. I'll go for Balbrenna and, and Gomez. Not Van Dijk. I think Gomez is better than Van Dijk in this game. <coughs> Gomez has been fantastic the past few weeks. No one's really looking at him. Yeah. There's a hype about is Van Dijk now better than the best Premier League defender centre back, mm. but. Gomez is not being looked at a lot. Gomez was fantastic. Okay. So Gomez is, it me, is it me or has, has he had a growth spurt? Because he he's, looks like he's shot up over, over the summer. Yeah, yeah, Gomez is like a... Yeah, I think he has. I think he has. Mm. I'm going for him and um, who was Balbuena. Mm. Balbuena was just a rock, to be honest. Yeah. You are getting past mm. him. And to be fair, yeah. with West Ham's performances this season, all the goals that have been conceded have not been his mistake once. Mm. He's been solid. Mm. He's been brilliant for them, straight up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Balbuena. I'll go with that. Balbuena. I'll go with that. Balbuena and Gomez for our centre-backs and three in midfield, obviously, between Wijnaldum, Milner, Ozil, Fellaini, Rice or Obiang. It's 
Wait, wait, say that again. Fellaini who? Wijnaldum, Milner, Ozil, because it wasn't, fuck it. 200 games. That's why Ozil was there. Uh, Fellaini, Rice, or OBN? Fellaini, Milner, Rice. He's not going to win you the league, but they, they played well. Fellaini, Milner, Rice for me. Yeah. Still? Um, I'll go with the same apart from Rice. I, I think Wijnaldum. Um, when he signed for Liverpool, I was very impressed because I didn't think anyone would take a punt on him. I think he had a very good season at Newcastle. Mm. Um, I like Vinaldum. Uh, you know, when he was at when he was at PSV, you know, captain, he was banging in goals when he won the league, and it, it took him obviously a bit of time to get used to the Premier League and, and obviously Liverpool style. But I think it's his first away goal for Liverpool as well in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think he's a, he's a decent player. He's got a good engine. Um, you know, he's he's a he's an unsung hero. You know, I think he had a good game at the weekend. And don't forget, you know, Spurs, as as bad as they were, you know, Dembele isn't a mug, you know, yeah. and um, he, he made him look like one, didn't he? So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, Gigi. Okay. Interesting, interesting. For left wing, Hazard, Frazier, Felipe, Anderson or Sane, I mean... Once for the hat-trick. Once for the hat-trick, so he, yeah. he kind of automatically wins. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Mm, yeah, I agree with that. Right wing, Yarmolenko, Salah or Sterling? You already know what I'm saying. Yarmolenko. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that as well. I'll go with that. Centre <laughs> forward, you have three between Firmino, Giroud or Lukaku. Oh. Lukaku. Yeah. I know that's shocking by me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. By Lukaku. Okay. Spell. Uh difficult one isn't it I thought, um, thought Giroud was fantastic despite not scoring a goal no he was, he was brilliant yeah, he was. yeah see this is the thing you've, you've got me stuck here because I think Lukaku speaks for itself he speaks for himself you know you know, his work rate you know tracking back to a uh, right back to, to win the ball yeah. um, I think Giroud's impact at Chelsea has been immense you know uh, I, I really like Giroud I really do and you know, again I, I spoke to, to Steve Morrison about him the other day and and I said there isn't a better one-touch finisher in the world. I don't think his goals, his one-touch finishing is phenomenal. Um, but it's not just that; it's what he gives off the ball. You know, it's Leon Leon Knight is a, is a good mate of mine, and you know, he, he always says says to me, when a striker isn't scoring goals, what he does off the ball is just as important. Mm. And Giroud does that week in week out. He might not score you twenty goals a season, but he sure as hell has a hand in a lot of them. Um, but you know, what? I'm going to give it to Firmino. I'm going to give it to him because his movement at the weekend was impressive to say the least. I mean, the, 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 his goal, I think Vertonghen looked over his shoulder once, saw him, and he didn't see him after that. That was it. <laughs> the, the, and and the, the burst of pace over five yards into into the, that space was, was ridiculous. And that's why I keep saying that. Like, he, he went up at Man City because his awareness of, of uh, positional sense and you know moving into space is second to none, man. He really is an underrated player. Mm-hmm. And I hate to admit it because he's a Liverpool player. I really hate to admit it, but I'm, I'm, that's to be fair, man. That's fair, that's fair. That's fair enough. So we're going Bettinelli, Trent Alexander, Arnold Robertson, Van Dijk, Bal- no, Balbuena Gomez. Uh, I'm going to get my, uh, my, my, my uh, host host on and, and make a executive decision. I'll go Wijnaldum, okay. Fellaini, Nobiang, Hazard, Yarmolenko, and Firmino that's the team of the week Michael you obviously your, your section now what bins oh top bins yeah there you yeah. go you got options between Xhaka's free kick Williams 20 30 yard wonder strike Zaha or Yarmolenko that's my phone oh, once again 
Xhaka. I'm going for Xhaka. It's a brilliant free kick. Brilliant free kick. No way he's expecting it either. It's a brilliant free kick. Yeah. Um, I think that that's it. That wraps it up. Too late for for our for discussion. Well, the goalkeeper, goalkeeper. No, that's that's, 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 that's forget. We'll about leave that for another podcast. But Michael, where no Stel, sorry, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at the only Stel. That's S T three L because thanks to Chris Smalling, my last one got suspended. Hold on, what? Yeah, I, I didn't say some nice things about him, and then within like ten minutes, my 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 account was suspended. So yeah, if, if you're one of the if you're one of the sixteen hundred followers I had before, I know it's not a lot, but you know where I am now. Um, <laughs> got a podcast, uh, shoot the defense. Got a tour account at shoot the defense. Um, thanks for inviting me on the show. Sorry I took up a lot of your time, gents. It's been great talking to you guys though. Um, so yeah. Oh, by the way, if you guys get the chance, please see Leeds' second goal. They went from Barcelona to Wimbledon in the space of five <laughs> seconds. Honestly, they played that ball out of the back you know, beautiful passing, you know, and then they got the ball to the, the central defender and he just hoofed it long and they scored from it, which is brilliant. So, mm. yeah, try and watch that goal. They beat Preston 3-0 and they're back to being the best team in the world again, Leeds United. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, where can they find us? Uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, are we on SoundCloud anymore? Yeah, of course we are. Okay. iTunes, making sure, I'm just making sure. <laughs> Sorry. Um, iTunes and FNX Network now? Speak it, speak it up louder, man. Okay, FNX Network. We're yeah. putting it, putting our podcast on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We are joining lit. the network. Lit, lit, lit. Yes. Um, and want to shout out Stel. Thank you for bringing us into the network on that man. That's there a you go. great help. Is Stel there? I think he's gone. No, no, no. I'm still here. I'm still oh here. right, right. Okay. No, no. I've been to my mic. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. I work as a family's. You know, I've been listening to your show for a while now, and. You guys put up some good stuff and, you know, it's good to have a variety. You know, you guys have got your opinions, we have ours, and, and that's how it works, you know. So, yeah. so welcome. It's great to have you on. This has been another episode of the Podcast. Good night.